magic number. Yeah, it is. It's the magic number. Josh and Mario, here I am. Let's celebrate. Got any beers? Perfect. One for you. Five for me. What's up, man? Oh, hey, I'm Kenny, and I was pouring vodka into a water bottle in the bathroom, and my RA walked in. Ooh, busted. <laughs> uh, hi there. Hey, I'm, I'm Courtney. Uh, classic college story, you know. I, I drank 40 beers and got naked and grabbed a chainsaw, went behind North Quad, and cut down, like, 35 pine trees. Uh, I'd like a keg of beer, please. You don't say. Yeah, uh, how much is that? Give me ID, sonny. You little bastards just won't give up, will you? Listen, no ID, no goddamn beer. Can't you get that through your thick skull? We need more beer. But what about feeding the fish tomorrow? Who cares? Beer's all that matters to me. We're all out, CJ, and that's that. Oh, no! I stabbed Mario. Why would I do this? Because you're addicted. Admit it. You're right, I admit it. I need help. Great, let's drink. Like a month ago, I got blitzed by myself, and I guess I ate some eggs or something, because the next morning, I'm sorry if this is kind of nasty, but I go to the bathroom, and an egg just is, it's, comes out, and it's still in its shell, and I'm like, my body is so jacked, I can't digest an egg. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if alcohol does that, but maybe you didn't necessarily eat the egg, if, if that makes sense, maybe you... Oh my god, that does make so much more sense, because I hate eggs, I would never eat one. Hey Johnny, how about a beer, huh? Ooh, a couple Charles Bukowskis? A couple of Brustoyevskis? Maybe a Mike Brugoslowski? Perhaps a Teddy Bruski? The name has to have a ski at the end of it, and you just put Brewski at the end of Martina Navratilova, so... You know, if there's no ski at the end of the root word, then we would just be idiots saying nonsense. What do you guys give me if I kill that bird? Barbara, that's a bald eagle. Get away, baldy! Yeah! Uh, welcome. This is GovsRadio.com. This is The Wirt with Mike. Pete's over there today. Good evening. Hi, Pete. How are you? What's up, Mike? What's going on, man? I'm good. Today I'm... in studio, we have Dan from Fire Island Brewery. Dan, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Thanks uh -huh. for asking. Hi. And uh, we are streaming right now on our Instagram page. That's the Wart, spelled Wart, a podcast. I'm getting that a lot, too. <laughs> it's hard to explain that to people who don't know any better. Too much inside baseball. <laughs> You mean it is, someone's got to catch our signs? They're gonna be, <laughs> yeah. The stealing signs at second base? <laughs> Sons of bitches. <laughs> so we're here with Dan and Fire Island Brewery. And Dan, uh, you are our first brewery guest, like I said, the way we intended it from the very beginning. And uh, we definitely welcome you in, and we thank you so much for uh, coming through today, bringing us some treats. We'll get into those treats in a little bit. How's everything going? Good, man. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having us, and I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to tasting some beer. Yeah. And talking about some beer. You and me both. Talking a little crap, I guess, too. That's yeah. why we're here. <laughs> yeah. Talk, talk a lot of crap. And beer. 
Um, so, Dan, uh, let's start with a little bit about you because this is what the people want to hear. Tell us a little bit about yourself before being a, a brewery or a brewer owner or uh, maybe you can even just enlighten us on your exact yeah, what, what, what total. What do you do at uh, Fire Island? The, oh, my official title? Yes. Uh, my official title is head brewer. Uh, basically what that means Damn. is I know everything. <laughs> Lives like, everybody wants. business cards and just say like <laughs> – Brewer, like I mean, that like that's it. Wait, wait. I have, oh, he's got business cards. Right? I that's, do. They're oh. they're kind of butt shaped at the moment. That's, I apologize. <laughs> that's all right. Feels that's, nice. Brewers. That's tend awesome to sit and on warm. That is a great warm. job title. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, Good I didn't you. give it to myself, but um, I, I'm happy to have it. And it's you know, it's been really fun. Like uh, you know, Fire Island's been around since 2009, and uh, you know, we just got our uh, our production brewery in Bayshore opened up. Um, our you guys had been, I, I, was, I think they called Gypsy Brewing? or Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, so we were contract brewing. Uh, the last place we were contracting at was Two Roads, and they were doing oh, a great okay. job with the beer. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> now, it's hard to get that. I've, I've been told it's hard to get the Two Roads contract because other breweries have tried. I know uh, Carton went mm-hmm. out of there as well and did some canning out of there. So uh, before well, let's let's get to that in a little bit. Um, so how did, how did it all start? Like, how did you get to that point where you are now head brewer. Bring me up to that point. So, uh, you know, I've had kind of a um, an interesting career. I started out, uh, I went to Johnson & Wales uh, for culinary arts and uh, food service management, worked in the, the restaurant industry for a few years, ended up uh, going through the American Brewers Guild Craft Brewers Apprenticeship Program. And then... And where is that out of? That is out of Vermont. Okay. Uh, so you spent some time out there? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, not, not actually not in Vermont. I didn't spend time in Vermont. I ah. should... I should preface that. So I did, it was a, uh, it was actually a correspondence course. So okay. like not, I'm not going to say the Phoenix of brewing yeah. college. Like I, I, you know, I think the, um, I, I got a lot out of it and like, I don't think I would be where I am today without. Right. Um, it's true education. I'm a teacher, yeah. so I get it. Yeah. It, no matter what it is, if you're sitting there learning it, then mm-hmm. you're going to want to know it and it's going to work. Yeah. Like I said, you know, I went to culinary school and it was a lot like that. Like I learned field. the science about it and, and, you know, then they, you know, they don't tell you what it's going to be like in the real world and mm-hmm. that, you know, when your souffle falls, you're you're out of a job. But, you know, so <laughs> you have it? to make sure that souffle doesn't fall. Um, but um, the, back to Johnson Wales coming Johnson out Wales. does the uh, yep. Brewers Guild. Yeah, Brewers Guild. And by the way, Johnson Wales, you're coming out of there with a uh, business degree, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, it, yes and no. It is. Um, it's a B, it would be a BA, right? A Bachelor of Arts? Uh, BA, yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I'm just, I was just being a dick. I'm oh. sorry. Because <laughs> I know I, I have a culinary program on my campus. Oh, nice. Um, and so a lot of the kids, you know, strive to be a Johnson & Wales student yeah, and want to yeah. do that kind of stuff. I'm sorry. I should put this up here so That's I okay. should talk to you. Yeah, no. So I, I, I just, I know that people really strive to do that. That's a very mm-hmm. well-renowned school mm-hmm. um, For those across the country. Yeah, absolutely. For, I mean, top of the line. Yeah. There's the, not too yeah. so many people that would rival that one. No. I know. They're, they're, uh, Cornell, believe it or not, has, tough. has a similar program. Really? Which, uh. The school oh, of, like, hospitality! Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a really good school. I mean, it's Cornell. There's well, it's a, Cornell. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Johnson Wells had a four day work week, and they 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 literally checked to see if I had a pulse and uh, to see if I you know they they gave me a credit check to make sure I could go to their school. Wow, but, that's it. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was great. I mean, the instruction was great, and yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't you know yeah. Uh, so you do the uh, online, uh, let's, let's not say online, the correspondence. I like that better. Mm-hmm. A correspondence course, and that brought you to where? Did you do home brewing first? Did you start uh, yeah, somewhere so I, in a... So I started, so, at, you know, at, at, during my time at Johnson & Wales, um, poor college kid, 
needs to needs to get drunk for you know for yeah. pennies on the dollar. Yeah. So don't we uh, all? I know. Yeah. So I learned to homebrew. <laughs> we went to Bush Light. <laughs> you you went Bud to Bush Light. Brew your yeah. Natty oh, Ice hey. Light. Oh. Uh, you know, Bush Bush Light is um, you know much easier to brew than it is to. Uh, <laughs> Yes, you piss in a bottle and you throw some yeast in there and you got yourself beer. Yeah, I think think it's really just you know you you, this 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 bottle of Kharkov is actually your your thirty rack of that's right bush. (laughs) But thirty racks, they were the best. Uh, but yeah, so I, I ended up, I started homebrewing in, in college, and then uh, I kind of brought that back to the city. I was living with my parents when I first got a job, and commuting in from Jersey, and making a mess of their kitchen, and then their driveway, and then, um, you know, ultimately they kicked me out, and uh, <laughs> I actually I actually ended up uh, getting a job at Brooklyn Brewery through, uh, nice. through the American oh, nice. Brewers Guild. I did my apprenticeship there. Okay. Um, worked there for like two and a half years, and then I kind of um, parted ways and tried to do my own thing. I was, okay. You know, I, I touched on a couple startups, and then I'm um, sure they're used to that. I'm sure that a lot of the apprentices are coming in to learn the trade and know what to do, so they can start their own. I don't think a lot I of them are really so, trying yeah. to work there per yeah. se, unless there's an opening like magically that one yeah. of their brewers go on to another brewery or yeah, exactly. build their own, and then they move up. But that's... I, yeah, I know like a couple of guys that I worked with. Uh, you know, one guy w- went on to uh, to a really cool career out in. Um, uh, I think it's. I want to say Oregon. I'm. I'm cool. totally somewhere out west. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was full sail. So. Oh, nice. Like, I don't know. What he, I don't know if he's still there, but hey. Yeah. Uh, and then another guy that I worked with actually went on to start Newberg Brewing Company. Is that so. the one with the uh, captain's daughter? Full sail? Uh, no, I but I actually I did work. That's I, great sale. I did go to American Brewers Guild mm-hmm. with uh, with Josh, and he was an awesome guy, oh, cool. and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what his uh, his new pro- project uh, kind of does. So nice. Um, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but Shadezon, S-H-A-I-D-Z-O-N, out of Rhode Island. Okay. Uh, definitely somebody to kind of keep an eye out for, yeah. for sure. Yeah. We're always looking for those. Yeah. yeah. He and I travel and yeah. try to pull what we can for the no-namers. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. we really do like. Yeah. Not to say you're not, because we're from here and we know no, hey, yeah. about it since, what, 2009, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in 2000 and, let's say, eight. Mm-hmm. You're out of the uh, the Brooklyn Brewery apprenticeship, and now you're starting on your own. Yeah, what does it take to get started to that point? Yeah, how uh, do you get from brewing in your house to to start? You know, to starting your own. Your did, they, own did they give you like uh, a twenty ton uh, mash ton, and they're like, "Hey, you can take this. Congratulations." I, you know what? I wish. No, <laughs> you know, it was kind of a little. It was a little bit more than that. Like I, you know. Uh, I was lucky enough to have some good connections and and um, some people that I you know I knew were looking to start a brewery, so I kind of you know joined forces with them and and um, uh, that project ended up being Kent Falls Brewing Company up in uh, oh. northwestern Connecticut. Yeah, we know about Kent Falls. Um, yeah, you know I was, it was uh, it was an interesting place to start because I was living on a farm and <laughs> um, you know like. It was it was uh, just a really cool place to be, but there wasn't a whole lot of brewing, and and um, you know I ended up um, kind of meeting the girl of my dreams, who I'm now married in to. Ken Falls. Up uh, at I, well, I, I knew her, I knew her when I was working at Brooklyn Brewery, okay. and um, you know our relationship just kind of kind of snowballed into this, you know, uh, um, marriage as it were. <laughs> it just um, you blink and it's you married. I know. Like, oh, yeah, damn it! What happened? It just, it just happened. I don't uh, know. Um, sorry, dear. <laughs> She's definitely listening. And yes. she hates me now. Anyway, <laughs> so so did she follow you up to Connecticut? She she made a, a, a valiant effort to make sure that I wasn't alone up there. Okay. And um, 
you know, I tried to kind of give her as much time. So, you know, it basically turned into this long distance relationship and, and based, you know, based on a lot of different things. Like it was just at the time it was better for me to kind of part ways, um, not live up in Kent and come back and, you know, kind of start, you know, the, the family life that yeah. um, I'd kind of been working on. So. Um, after that, you know, I'd kind of bounced around. I'd worked at a few places. I had, uh, um, I held a, held a post at, uh, Black Forest Brewhouse in nice. Farmingdale. Oh, yeah. We um, love Black Forest. That's yeah, where no, I uh, love their happy hour. I went on my first, the first date with my wife there, actually. Oh, there nice. Yeah. Very cool. I go to there on my birthday almost every year. Nice. The last few years. I had to... They have some good beers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Their I mean, the, the Amber yeah, and really the Dunkel good. are yeah. right up there, and I could just mm-hmm. sit there and drink Amber all night. Yep. Yeah. Unbelievable. My... The food there is excellent, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure as a culinary person, you took to... Chef over there, and he does a really good job. And like I it said, did, the yeah. happy hour there is unbelievable. Yep. We've mm-hmm. said it before, and and we would go to uh, as teachers. We come out at three, be able to go over there on Friday. Um, three dollar pints. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had a mug on the thing, so I think I got it cheaper. And then they had a full spread, like yep. wings, mm-hmm. a carving board. No one has carving boards for free at a happy hour. For, I was yeah, like, this is unbelievable. Yeah, and then no, in, you awesome. know, from let's say October to November or late September to early November. You had a band in there every night, yep, and, yeah. mo- and most of it was, you know, traditional German, and they'll have other people there, and you had quick draw, and it just—it was a great place, a great group up. Yeah, it was a—it was a fun place, uh, a good time. It, um, it it gave me a new respect for like brewing lagers. Um, crushed it with those, you know. And yeah, my yeah. my favorite there was Pilsner. It was, uh, you know, all Pilsner malt, all all saws hops, and just you know, kind of. Um, you know, to have it fresh out of the tank was was uh, something special. That's a treat to be brewing it. It was That's like awesome. <laughs> there, uh, I I had to kind of like you know every time like I tasted a, a batch out of a tank and I, I just kind of take a step back and be like, it's pretty cool. There aren't there aren't many breweries you know on Long Island in New York on the East Coast that you know east of uh, west of the Mississippi east east of east the Mississippi. Of, of me. <laughs> I'm not a geography <laughs> teacher, obviously. Um, but yeah, no. The, it, when you brew are... delicious beer, you don't need to know geography. All <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although, if you want to be an advanced or a master cicerone, yeah. You might. yeah. But yeah. Anyway. So yeah. So yeah. You ended up at uh, Black Forest, and from there, mm-hmm. is that where you then started Fire Island? No. So uh, after Black Forest, um, I was uh, contacted by a, a couple of guys that were trying to uh, set up a brewery in, in Brooklyn. So okay. uh, I was actually commuting from from uh, Brooklyn at the time. My wife and I moved from Astoria to Bay Ridge um, uh, while I was working at Black Forest. And then I ended up you know, getting in touch with these guys that wanted to start another brewery, Five Bars Brewing Company. Oh, so, Five Bars. Okay. Yeah. So I helped those guys kind of get started. And... Um, you know, it, it was interesting. It was, uh, you know, they were looking to do something like, you know, you know, very big. Like the, you know, they they got a space that was fifteen thousand square feet with, you know, wow. I didn't even know it was that big. Clean and clear, thirty thousand, uh, thirty foot ceilings, roughly. Mm. Yeah, it's a, you know, it, it was a pretty big space, and oh. their, you know, their plan was to kind of be New York's brewery, and and um, I was looking for something a little bit more. Um, you low know, key low key, or yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, and it's hard in that Brooklyn yeah. market mm-hmm. right a now. Lot of competition, now, it is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you could walk from brewery to brewery, which is yep. really nice. Mm-hmm. But to to corner any market within there, you got to compete with some big guys now. Yeah, no, and, it's, and, and it's, like uh, nationwide people, that's a that's a hard market to be in. It's crazy, you know. Like I'm, you know, we're you know we're a relatively small brewery comparatively to to a lot of people, and um, you know, one of the things that I'm always like kind of looking at is like. 
you know, what's the market share for Long Island breweries versus everybody else? Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, Long Island, Long Island seems like very open to small business, right? So Correct. it doesn't matter how yeah, they promote it that beers. way because yeah. they want you to be like an individual town, a Huntington, a Babylon, yep. a, yeah, a exactly. Patchogue. Yeah. You know? And like these are all like cool little hubs. And I mean, even in Bayshore, there are four different breweries, right? right? There's yeah. Brewers Collective, Dubco, Great South Bay, and us. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I think everybody kind of has, you know, I, I mean, obviously we do kind of like, you know, um, overlap a little bit, like, you know, in some of our brands and yada, yada, yada. But I mean, basically, like, I think everybody kind of does a good job of carving out this little niche, for, right. uh, you know, for ourselves. And, you know, I, you know, personally, like, as the, you know, as the beer fan um, that I am before I even, you know, really got into the the business side of it, like, I, I just, I want to see all the breweries on Long Island kind of take over and, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I know what Lagunitas is. I know what New Belgium is. I know what Oscar Blues is. And, you know, I know these guys are, you know, great breweries, but... I I personally want to see more local local more local local yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know, I agree. like San Diego has a really great culture with that and you know a lot Absolutely. of times when you're talking about business, you, you know, we kind of you know go to San Diego as a, you know, as something to kind of compare, you know, different regions to because San Diego is obviously one of the first places to kind of blow up with craft beer. Yeah. So, you know, when we compare Long Island to San Diego, you know, it's like I wish it was San Diego, by the way. God damn it, I wish I'll it was warm weather. like that all the yeah, time. No shit. I, yeah, you know, aside from the, you know, the weather, like, I, you know, I hope that, like, you know, all the breweries on Long Island can, can you know, crush it as much as San Diego breweries I think they're doing. A, I think they're doing a really good job. It's yeah. it's on its way. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, sure. I, it's been a lot of expansion. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of great breweries mm-hmm. out there now. It's, yeah. The collaborations work, too. Yeah. Yep. I've noticed that because... Um, it seems to be the thing. Yeah, but, I mean... I think, you know, collaborations are great to kind of co-opt each other's like, you know, if you have two two big breweries, like, you know, the one of the coolest ones that I've seen in, you know, recent memory wasn't so much like an actual beer collab, but it was uh, one brewery kind of, you know, that had it had to close its tap room for um, was it for one reason Dubco? or another. No, it was actually Sand City, but they came okay. down to Dubco. To, you know, so yeah. like that. And Dubco Shore. ran out of taps. I yeah. remember that week. Yeah. So Sand City put most of their stuff on tap at yeah. Dubco. It was, you know, it was kind of a, a match made in heaven. Like, um, so you know, all these these uh, you know awesome fans of North Shore, North Shore beer mm-hmm. came down to the South Shore, kind of showed a another brewery that's. You know, in, in my opinion, I think Dubco's doing an awesome job. Oh, yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they grow. And, I'm a huge and fan of the brown. Yeah. The brown yeah. is awesome. I was, we talked lithology brown, but it's right mm-hmm. up there. It's nice. delicious. Nice. Um, so you had um, this movement. Mm-hmm. You moved a lot. Yeah. You had Connecticut, mm-hmm. five boroughs in Brooklyn, back out here, commuting back and forth. How did you ever just say, I, I don't want to do this anymore. It's too much moving around. What kept you in it? To, uh, to get to this point. What kept me in it to get to this Cause point? Because I, I basically bowed out the minute I had to sanitize everything all over again. I was <laughs> selling them a million times. Like, I love to homebrew, but it's so much work. I'm just like, no, I, I would love to. I got some great ideas, but it's yeah. just too much work for me. There's and at a... one point, I'd have to give up because it's just too – for that travel and uh-huh. to have a girlfriend at the time and wife along the way, it takes a lot of dedication for her too. So I give you props. Yeah. What was her name? Lauren. Lauren. Props to you. Good job. Yeah, she's We're keeping them going. She's been awesome. She's you know she's seen you know seen the highs, the lows, everything in between, and and been nothing but supportive. So it's that's been really cool. Um, and that's a big part of why you know I've kind of 
stuck with brewing. Um, it's always kind of been where my heart is. Like I went, like I said, I went through the American Brewers Guild. I have my my certified cicerone. Hopefully, I'll you know at some point in the near future, you know, f- jump in and in, into that uh, advanced cicerone pool. Um, and what know. did what did that get you if you get there? Uh, More recognition, or is it just a matter? You know, of... I don't know. I mean, for me, it's you know, it's another mountain to climb. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I've done I've done a few cool things, and and. Um, do you think there's more to be learned about the process and your beers and oh, the ingredients always. and all? Yeah, always. I mean, there's uh, evolving like crazy. I just might add it. Yeah. The addition of things like, um, let's see if I get it right, uh, lullid powder. I've L- just seen that pop up on a bunch Loop- of brew- over my head. Lupulid powder. Yes, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is this powder doing That's here? That's over my head. I yeah. don't even know. I mean, is it there's... a form of lactose? Is that is that what it is, or is well, it? Are, so there's lactose powder, which right. is basically derived from milk, which right. uh, gives you. Uh, so lactose right. is an unfermentable sugar that a lot of brewers will add to their beer to um, increase the body without increasing the alcohol content okay. or huh. the uh, uh, or affecting the thinness of the body if it were to ferment. Okay. So uh, lupulin powder is actually. Um, it's hop powder. Basically, okay. you, so hops are a, um, a very aromatic uh, floral um, cone, and they have um, they have some resins involved in, with them. So I've seen like hop hash, and I've yes. seen things like that. Yeah. yeah so. so essentially, this is you know, if I'm understanding you correctly, you're talking about lupulin powder. Yes, right? correct. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's basically yeah, that's. Um, Basically, you take... people are adding these things, and I know where the hell are they even hear these things. And of yeah. course, I'm sure they're in you know, the business, and this is yeah. their life. Like, so there's a, there's another. I know industry. this stuff more than <laughs> it's yeah. a, in a sense. I would know you know what to do here, but in regards to that, that's yeah. stuff that even I consider myself someone that really strives to look into mm-hmm. the process. Where did that come from? Like out of nowhere? Where, like just, the like the I don't mean like physically where to come from because you said it was from the, the power. The yeah, like where itself. they get to learn to to get to that uh, point. You know, just, um, so. I don't. I don't actually know. So I'm. I'm going to take an educated guess. Take an educated <laughs> guess. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. And there's, an, the there's an industry that that is kind of known for you know taking very um, very resinous plant material and freezing that plant material or soaking that in like you know very like ice cold water and then separating it out um, with bags or. So the marijuana yeah. industry, right? Yeah. yeah absolutely. So <laughs> no, we yeah. know where we're going with this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fine. Um, this is, I was this there. PG thirteen. <laughs> no, podcast? you say fuck. No, it's yeah, totally cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we I, have explicit language on our website, so okay, and we cool. edited it out later anyway. Okay. So okay. the less we do, the less work I have to do in the editing process. Cool. So, fuck, but fuck, 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 fuck. Thanks a lot, asshole. <laughs> I was, you know what? I didn't want to go there. Glad I. <laughs> didn't no, but have I to. mean, you could yeah, whatever you want. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, okay. Good. No, there's no kid. I don't think my kids are listening, so they're asleep. I hope not. Otherwise, I'll try to make it as scientific. and She'll just yell at me later. My daughter will say that you're using bad words again, Dad. I'm sorry. So anyway, We're yeah. talking about lupulin powder. Loop. Sorry, say again. L- lupulin powder. Lupulin powder. No, it's powder. it's a tongue twister, man. Yeah. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is, uh, uh, you know, in regards to the advanced cicerone mm-hmm. uh, process, mm-hmm. um, are those things like you would learn from? Is that the kind of stuff you'd get out of that? Do you think? I, I think the the benefits of taking the advanced cicerone would be the act of studying for the advanced cicerone. You know, like. You'd, you'd probably learn a lot more than what's actually on the test if you sat down and studied for it. Like, you know, I, I passed the certified Cicerone written exam. That was a breeze. That was okay. easy. I probably could have. So is, is there is it just like a written exam? Is there like a practical? Like, do they do they ask you to like brew a batch of beer or so from this point on? <laughs> it, like, uh, we need you on FaceTime tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I need you to uh, the whole process, uh, start to finish. I'm, no, so 
It was actually very low key. It was like uh, you know, like another college exam kind of thing. Okay. Like there was there's a written portion, a um, a practical portion where they actually videotape you um, working on um, different step in the process. Or? Yeah, actually, it's it's more it's more uh, service based. So they're looking for you know, do you know how to like clean a, a sankey? Do you know okay. how to take apart a a draft tap? Uh, okay, power, I do. You know? You do? I'll test you I'm later. I'm a bartender. Oh, very nice. I've been bartending for 20 years. Very so nice. I, I've, I used to brew in the kegs. I used to take the whole keg apart. Uh-huh. I'd do everything in there. Yeah. It just would just make sense to me because then I could just put it on my tap that I have in my basement. So you know it's fantastic. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of – yeah, that's a – we so we actually use soda kegs like with the two posts and stuff. Right, correct. We actually use soda kegs at the brewery for, mm-hmm. for yeast. So. so that's what they were doing at, um, at Black Forest. Yeah. And – I remember very early on, a long time ago, I call them up. I said, I want to get a keg for a party. They're like, great. I said, I have a keg. They're like, awesome. They didn't mm-hmm. specify soda keg. Yeah. And so I come in with my little, you know, half keg, quarter uh-huh. keg, and I show up and they're like, no, no, we, <laughs> we can't do that. I go, what do you mean? It's it's a keg. It's the tap handle I'm going to use in my house. No, you need a soda keg. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me, dude. What is a soda keg? Um, well, it's more it's basically soda. In a sense, mm-hmm. that instead of having um, the tap handle, like yeah. you said, you have two spouts and uh, CO2 in, and ah, it's okay, just a okay, different okay. draft system. Huh. Like you would get with uh, Guinness. A Guinness tap is okay. different than you'd have yeah, your regular tap. Maybe you could shed some light on my. Uh, yeah, on no, yeah, I th- you're exactly right. I mean, it was originally intended as a um, so so before the before the onset of the whole like bag and carbonated water like bag of syrup and carbonated water thing for the soda industry. Soda was actually delivered in five-gallon kegs, so <laughs> those five-gallon kegs needed to be cleaned, and they were—I I, I imagine they were just a lot harder to clean. So they had that, you know, a secondary lid with a little gasket, a little pressure relief valve, and then on the sides of the kegs were these two little posts: one with a uh, downspout to the bottom of the keg, where you would actually uh, uh, draw the liquid from. So okay. you know, you'd basically use CO2 pressure, right, to um, force to force it yep, out. Exactly. So you'd force the liquid out through that that dip tube. Um, kind of maintaining a, a an inert environment without having to, you know, flip the keg upside down or anything like that. Yeah, so yeah. And the cleaning of... process is much easier that way too. Mm. That's, that's really the big yeah. deal about it. We had them actually. I, I bartended at a uh, a hotel, and they had they still were using those wow. outside of bags because it was in a portable bar. So we used to roll the bar from the fourth floor oh, down an yeah, elevator sure. okay. into the cocktail room, and they'd have all the kegs uh-huh. racked into the portable bar, and you'd have to sit there and. That, oh, it's just this pain. My, Especially for people who didn't know. I never, yeah. yeah, I never had to deal with that before. That time. I've never even seen soda in a keg before. Right, I, I, I knew, nor did I. And when I walked yeah. in there, I went, uh, "They're like, we got to teach you how to do this because this is, you know, you run out of sprite." <laughs> it's kind of a big. deal. The cool thing was you had a gun <laughs> right there, which was nice. You had a soda gun right on the yep. bar, and it's a portable bar. That was cool, so you can mix your drinks very easily. No, Pep- PepsiCo actually, they've they've started to actually grow the bags of syrup in fields. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable what they're able to do with today's technology. I know it's fantastic. we got robot vacuums. And yeah. <laughs> they actually have giant Roombas that go and pick yes, the bags. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come right down the hallway. It's beautiful. It's I like want the, one of those now. I know. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's take you back. Uh, so we, could we, we always get off track. This is what we do. Um, so you're you're out of uh, Black Forest. I'm trying to think where we left off. Oh, and you you know. You're looking to go in with five boroughs. Yeah. You did so, that for a while. Yeah. And you set them up. You basically got them rolling. Yeah. Trained some of their guys to. Yeah. It kind of got those guys like set a plan up and, and they kind of ran with it. Um, 
So then I left. Uh, I had a brief stint uh, working at Newark Airport. Um, really? In the in the terminal for a restaurant. It was that was a madhouse. Just like absolute insanity. Pre nine eleven. Uh, no, no. Oh, balls. No, this is only I could only imagine ago, what that man. was like. Yeah. Trying to get knives into... Yeah. How much... Did you oh, have wids? No, all, yeah. the, all the knives were... Um, so you couldn't bring, like, your own knives? No. Uh, I was I was the front of the house oh, all guy right, back all right. then, so... I thought maybe... But, I mean, yeah, there. no, yeah. all the knives were, like, chained to the, the countertops, and, yeah. you know, you, like... I, I've seen Everything's got to get yeah. x-rayed. Oh, dude, yeah. I can't even imagine what it's like to do anything yeah. that you'd want to do as a chef... Inside in, of in an, an, an airport. In terminal. a secure environment. Oh. I'll, <laughs> I'll say this. Those guys had, where there's a will, there's a way, and they they willed themselves to do some really nice food. Hmm. You know, it was, uh, you know, luckily it was a company that had the resources to kind of figure out some creative Logistics, ways to do yeah. stuff. So, wow. um, yeah, like, you know, you, you might not have, like, your your preferred set of knives at work, but, you know, <laughs> you, you were still. Yeah, yeah. You, they made it work, and they made it work really well. Wow. Like for I lack can't of a imagine. better way to just to say it, you know, we never went hungry and we're never you know, <laughs> lacking for, for food options. And so. there's always people coming through. Yeah. I mean, you're always going to have customers. That's yeah. the one thing about it, I would say, was probably the benefit of ever being in an mm-hmm. airport terminal. The yeah, nonsense you deal own, with, uh, you're never going to have, uh, you have an endless supply of people walking. Right Let's just say this. when So I was, I was the bar manager for a little while. Okay. And I was... I was not in charge of ordering everything because it was very automated in that okay. sense. But I had never really had the opportunity to sell a $50 12-ounce bottle of beer until I got to an airport. <laughs> and I did it. And it was like what when it, well, yeah, well, yeah. it was, a, yeah, it was an Italian, uh, Italian oh, beer right, so with chestnuts. Yeah, but it was like it's a really good beer. And there are very few places that you would be able to. You know, really, but people coming in, in from foreign way. places would come down, sit, and no, these are a couple of people. You know, it's a couple commuters? of hipsters coming from nice. coming from Brooklyn, like <laughs> you know, going, starting their vacation. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. all you have to all you have to say is like, so you're you're starting your vacation, right? Why are you just pull your checkbook out? <laughs> I make sure you have a good time. Yeah. Don't worry, take care of business. Don't make don't think about the fact that this is an airport. It's all good. <laughs> Don't look up or to the left, but just stare at the bar and everything's good. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, after OTG, um, I I decided to get into – oh, wait, no. So that that was when I was with Five Burrows Mm -hmm. and then – So Five Burrows, let me just ask you, goes back pre-2009? Uh, you know what? I don't or remember was it when not I quite first the met those guys. It was yeah, it was like a, a conception, and then okay. you know when when I came on was there was like a two year period where you know we were all part time, and then slowly became full time. Okay. And then, um, so yeah. Anyway, they I left five boroughs, and then I decided to try to find out more about some of the other f- facets of the beer industry. So I. I Started sales. I worked for a distributor. Okay, which um, one? SKI. So, okay, yeah. Yeah. So sold a lot of good beers. Yep. Um, kind of you know saw what it took to kind of you know run a route day to day and and uh, deal with you know a, a really vast majority of um, you know personalities. Like you know I was in South Brooklyn and and there are a lot of different um, types of bars. Like you can go into white tablecloth restaurants and you can. You know, in this like literally right next door, there's going to be you know an Irish bar that's going to you know crush it with one of your right. you know your more sessionable beers. So, um, you know, being able to kind of figure out how to how to um, you know stay flexible and never get caught 
Well, it helps to have sleeping. a good menu because SKI yeah. has pretty good names to it. Yeah. That if you go through it, you could probably find something, if not many things, that each restaurant could adapt to. Yeah, their portfolio their was was really nice to use because they kind of they spanned everything from like you know uh, English to Indian to Italian, like you know, and this is just beer. Right. Um, so it it was a it was kind of a layup in terms of like my food knowledge, my restaurant knowledge, plus my production oh, knowledge. Yeah, that really so helps. like kind of going imagine. in, you know, I I had a good idea of where I wanted to go with that. Um, I did that for about a year and then um, Six Point actually reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to take over Queens and Long Island. So um, I was looking to move out to Long Island anyway. So it was like perfect opportunity. So you became the Six Point rep out here. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, for a, a brief moment in time, um, I have much love for the Six Point team. I think they're Awesome. I, I You see their new resin lineup? Yeah, and resin. It? No, I, I haven't. I, you know, I like yeah, that's one thing. It was about sold out me. within a day. I saw yeah. I'm like, God damn it, I'm not gonna drive in there yeah. to get it, but I was hoping maybe they'd uh do some distributing out here. I you know but what I that, think the small stuff I think for that kind of stuff it's totally worth the drive in. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, um I missed my boat. I gotta do it next time. You got did you see it? No. Oh, they got uh, four four different varieties. Yeah, I think it was red uh Double dry hopped resin, mm. anti resin, low res, and I, you know, their their whole the low res thing. I think or high res, high res, yeah. And then there's high the res, the yeah. regular res is double IPA, the regular yeah. one, and then they got the high res, which is the triple IPA. Yep. I think I saw, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no, then, those guys. Then are... I think one of them was a hazy, and one of them was. Um, uh, was it a session? Was the anti-res a session? Yeah. So, uh, I th- or was it the... I think the low-res is the low session, res, yeah. but they, I know that one they distribute a little bit further. Yeah, yeah, that I've seen around. Uh, yeah. But this was like a special release, okay. mm-hmm. and they just played off the resin element, which mm. was yeah. pretty cool, and the yeah. cans looked phenomenal. Yeah. We always talk about yeah, the artwork, artwork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which, by the way, we'll get to your artwork in just a little bit. Oh, awesome. Because I think Love the whole it. next segment we're going to talk about just... Okay. Here and now, but we just want to build up to that point. Totally. And then we'll move on. So, yeah. So, you ended up uh, being the Long Island rep for Six Point, which is, again, another slam dunk because many bars around here have Mm -hmm. uh, Six Point, I'm sure, probably responsible for a little bit of that. Uh, You know what? I I would like to think so. Like, (laughs) I hope so. Take credit for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. sure. Why not? No, but I I think. I go in there, I say. You're buying it. <laughs> Wait, that's not even the right. That wasn't a good sound effect. No, that was that. terrible. It should have been uh, this one. There you go. Like the old eh. West. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that was supposed to be a like a six six shooter. There you go. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. That's the only sound effects we have, so I got to use them at least once a show, and I can just imagine you like an old Western barging in with your six-point portfolio and going, hey, listen here, uh, you're going to order a six-point, aren't you? Like, I, no, sir, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, you are. I could do some Dance. voices. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I was always more about the soft sell, and, you know, like I'm, I'm happy that uh, – like they, they, um, they got somebody really great to replace me, so uh, I'm kind of happy to see – that I didn't, you know, I didn't leave the territory no, wanting. So I know a lot of folks that, you know, on Long Island that were excited for, you know, Six Point to kind of, you know, be a little bit more present. You know, yeah. I, I think it's going to be, which is, you know, another another awesome thing, another cool perk of the job. You I love kinda, Ben Galley Tiger. You get to push oh, people that, that don't one. want to do sales yeah. into doing sales, and then they're really successful yeah. at it. And that's my it's wife. heartwarming. Really that's nice. Yes, nice. it is my wife. She, cool. she was uh, in art. That's how we know each other. Our wives okay. work together. And uh, she did that forever. It was her career. It was her mm-hmm. college degree. 
and um, got to a point where the company that she had, she loved, but the people that she worked with, um, depending on the day, really weren't uh, what she was thinking that she wanted to live her rest of her life and her career out doing. And uh, the uh, ownership basically called out to her and said, you should do sales, you got the personality, you got the look, everything, you should go out, and you got, you're got you going to get more flexible time and all that stuff. And she said, no, I'll give it a shot. Now she loves it. Yeah, so hey, those that's... That was my my kind of thought. I was like, look, I'm, I might not be the you know the smartest salesperson, but you know it's well, we have a product it's a, it's that a relationship itself. thing. It's, it's a relationship business, and, and it's a numbers business. So yeah, as long right. as you can kind of compute, you know, those two aspects of it, I think you're you know you're okay. Now, were you able to take clients out? Was that part of a no? Nah, you know, you get like a six point. Uh, I mean, it's box. tough when you're going into you know bars and you're like, do you want to go to another bar? <laughs> so do you want to just sit down at your bar and just yeah, hang out? And, yeah, I mean, I'll pay they, for it. <laughs> they were they were all very like you know as long as you you know hung out and you know kind of talked to their their patrons and and um, you did know you, really just did they, you have to do like because um, I know stuff? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah or or did you go around and like buy a round of drinks for everybody anybody wanted six point you'd do like a twenty five uh, pint tab with the bar. I know. I, like yes. I, said, I worked at many restaurants or yeah. bars at this point that still do that. And yeah, you get your product out there. Yeah, you know, it's. I mean, it. You know, it, it works because you're. You know, it works on a number of different levels. You know, mainly because you're. You know, people are you know creatures of habit, so they don't necessarily always want to try a new beer just because. You know, you're Johnny Cool Guy that's like trying to <laughs> trying to talk him into that double, you know, double Russian Imperial stat with all the hops. So they're like, I, you know, I was drinking a Coors Light, but now if oh. you're just like, look, hey, I bought you one. Tell me what you think later. Yeah, you know, it, you. I think you win a lot more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. I so, agree. Yeah. You know, as long as you're cool about it and you know upfront about what your your goals are. You know, I think you do really well that way. Oh, so, that's awesome. yeah. So, Six Point uh, eventually turned into what? Six Point. Um, Six Point was great, and I didn't leave Six Point because I didn't like them or okay. the company or the beer. Like, it was an awesome sales job. But mm-hmm. in the back of my head, um, like I said, I went through the American Brewers Guild. I was, you know, I'm a brewer at heart. So, um, the the Fire Island job was kind of put in front of me, and you know, what else are you going to do no. to take it, you know? So before we get into the the rest of the stuff with Fire Island, mm-hmm. so your head brewer, what else is the company composed of? There's an ownership group? Is there is one or two people? There are it? some some um, private investors that are okay. really sweet guys. Um, are they beer people or are they restaurant people? Uh, some are beer I don't people, know. some you, are if restaurant you don't people, to, some yeah, are business you know. people. No, I mean, yeah. it's it's a va- very valid question. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, it's something that, like, I I like to keep in mind myself. Like, but they're, you know, they kind of come from all walks of life. Some mm-hmm. are, you know, low-key. Some are, you know, some, you know, have worked in banks their whole life. But, you know, I think in general they, you know, they have good business sense. And they're, um, you know, for, for me personally, they're, you know, a bit of a resource as far as um, – you know, kind of learning that third aspect. You know, there's there's the production, you know, side that I already know because I've been a brewer for so long. Uh, there's the sales side, which I've you know kind of picked up pretty quickly. But then there's there's the other how side. Do you, of it, how do you make it like, profitable so you can exactly. keep doing it? Yeah, yeah, and because yeah. I would just be drinking semi important. I mean, that's part <laughs> yeah. of my other problem is I brew something and I'm like, ah, it's all mine now. I mean, <laughs> no one's gonna get this anymore. Yeah, like when I first started out, I was always like, you know. Ah, oh, you know those sales guys—they make too much money, and and 
you know, without us, there wouldn't be any beer to sell. But like little without them, know, there's the you know, yeah. you're, you're brewing one batch. And that's... Yeah, I could <laughs> I could literally make Pliny the Elder day in and day out, and if nobody's buying it, what well, am I yeah. going to do? Yeah. You know, I'm not paying my bills. So, um, and then yeah, yeah. So there's also that other aspect of it where you know, you have to make sure. Yeah, there there has to be an adult. There has to be. <laughs> Uh, there has to be some supervision a somewhere. A warden for the prisoner, yeah. you know, somebody running the asylum. Can't put the boys you know? on the brewery and on the yeah. floor and go, hey, let's have some fun today. Yeah, like, have there been things like you've wanted to brew and then, you know, it's just like this, this no, no one's going to buy this kind, yeah. of, kind of thing. Like what, uh, what, what so, what's something you've, you've thought like this is, a, this is definitely a hit mm-hmm. and then no, it's not. So, <laughs> um, so when, when I first came on, you know, like, right, so we moved from this, this contract brew uh, business model to this, you know, we're all about Long Island and, you know, now we are. And, you know, we, we had, uh, you know, a lot of discussions about, you know, if we were going to keep the core beers the same or if we were going to try to change them up and make them, you know, a little bit more um, contemporary and, you know, whatever, however else you want to talk right, about right. that. But mainstreaming. Like, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess mainstreaming them for the, you know, the current market, like, you know, Lighthouse Sale is a, a classic amber ale. Red Red Wagon IPA is a, um, you know, it's a, you know, in today's terms, an exceptionally dark. Uh, you know, I would say it's amber, but you know, it's it's only hopped with Cascade and Centennial, so it's got you know a much different hop profile than what a lot of people are looking for these days in IPAs. And then you know, Sea Salt. That's a you know basically a blonde ale that we finished with some sea salt. And did uh, you bring the sea salt in? I didn't. It's the only one I haven't had. I'm sorry. I saw it in the lineup. I'm like, sea salt tonight. I I think that might mean there's a there's a uh, round two. All right, now now you're talking. All right, no, that's cool. Definitely cool. I just had. I want to go back really quick to the business question Uh because we have a a buddy of ours, uh, Belmore Brewing. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you know. um, He's looking to start up, and he's meeting with investors. Mm -hmm. So, what kind of advice um, would you give to a startup brewery like that? That's looking for investors. Who should he be looking at? Because I know you said they come from all walks of life. I don't know if he's looking in one direction or, or what he's doing. Uh-huh. Should he be, you know, I guess diversifying the types of people he speaks to? Or uh, I, you know, I, in terms of like who you want to talk to and who you want to take money from, I think that's a, you know, that's a really personal decision. I all think right. you got to kind of, you have to look at how you work with a person. You know, like anybody can be an investor if they have enough money, right? right. But you know, you don't want to you don't want to get in bed with somebody that either you are not going to be able to manage their expectations, or they're not going to be able to meet your needs. I right. guess you know. So that's that's money always of, in the business world. It always comes in strings. So yeah, you know, you know. Yeah. So yeah, you, know, you don't want to, to bring someone strings. on that's going to have too much to say about the way you right. ruin your your art that you wanted to put together. Yeah. And exactly. then everything just doesn't turn out to be what you want it to be unless you know? you're okay with that. Like I said, you right, know, like true. I've I you know I came from a uh, a fairly like. You know, an artisanal background, you know, with the culinary school, with, um, you know, brewing school, with, you know, having, you know, some brew pubs under my belt and yada, yada, yada. So, um, but, you know, there are also guys that, you know, have, you know, worked at bigger breweries and, you know, have seen what it, what their production is like and how, how it benefits, you know, the guys on the ground when all they're doing is like light lagers or, you know, a standard pale ale or something like how something that wears on them over time that they're just not doing some of the things. Well, no, that not even like or? that. You know, everybody's different. Like I, I could, you know, on the one hand, the quality all, you know, yeah, like you oh, can, you can yeah, have yeah. as much of a passion for, you know, consistency and quality as you can for, 
you know, Creativity, that juice yeah. craze, you know, yeah. like you can, you can be like that. You can be the, the guys that make the juiciest IPAs on the block, or you can be the guys that make the, you know, the, you know, the light lager and the dark lager perfectly every time. Right. And that's all you do. Yeah. The you consistency know? So, is big. Like Black Forest Brewhouse. That's a, you know, they don't. I've been going there for God knows how long. That Pilsner, amber still tastes amber, like it. Yeah. And Hefeweizen, you know. freaking tastes the same yeah. every time I'm there. I'm that's sure why I love go, it so much. Yeah. I'm sure. That's you, what brings people back. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know. That's true. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you know, from, yeah. So, in addition to that whole, like, who you should be talking to mm-hmm. as far as, like, you know, talk to the people that you enjoy talking to to give you money. Um, but you know, yeah. also do the things that Sounds you want to so do. Like, like, yeah, just give me money. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're looking to start a business called The Work with Mike and Pete. Yeah. <laughs> nice. We're looking okay. for investors. Okay. Uh, but I did, that's, uh, it wasn't really pertaining to me. It was really pertaining to Belmore. But, I mean, I just think, um, you know, some of the, the things that we've been talking about back and forth, he's mm-hmm. just he's going in and meeting with investors. I just can't yeah. imagine that. I'm not a person that's very good doing that, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm great with, you know, teaching and, and tech stuff but when it comes to that types of stuff. Can't imagine being an independent brewer and then having to like step up and be a business manager. And Ask for money. Yeah, yeah it's. Yeah, it's I, don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, I've never been one to do that. Uh, it's it's yeah. nice to have the. So so we have. Yeah, I think you were talking about like how the how we're structured and. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, right now we've got four personnel on staff. So there's uh, there's Bert and Simon. Bert Fernandez is uh, one of the founders. He's okay. our he's our um, sales manager. And Simon Leonard is our brewmaster slash president. So he does. Simon does the majority of the business side. Bert does the majority of the sales side. Okay. Um, Simon started out as a home brewer. Uh, you know, has worked in. I don't know. I don't know what the bunch heck he of different did, breweries. Yeah, just not that. even not even breweries. Oh. This is his first brewery, but you know, he's a business guy, so okay. he knows he knows like how to how to make sure everybody you know kind of gets what they need to get the job done, right. so to say. So. And so your primary job is literally just brewing the beer. You don't have yeah. to deal with business? Uh, I don't, but, you know, it's something that I've been trying to trying to learn. So Simon's been great about, like, kind of oh, taking me cool. under his wing and teaching me a lot of a lot of stuff. Like, I, I had no idea what pivot tables were in Excel, but, you know, up until about two weeks ago. <laughs> I don't either. So I yeah. mean, I'm I pretty good with Excel, but I, I don't know what the hell it you, is. You know, you need a lot of data it's to, before, ta- yeah, you, I was gonna before say, it makes sense to, to use it. I so. guess if you're looking to track and, you know, calculate and that kind of stuff, I mm-hmm. guess that makes sense. I know sure. what a table is. I can build a table in Excel, but I don't know what a mm-hmm. pivot table is. I know how to highlight stuff and yeah, <laughs> yeah, make really it. pretty, you know, charts. Look how colorful this one column is. It's I'm nice very good and at that. I can highlight. sum up a column. Yeah, yeah I can Ooh. do that too. It's awesome. L1 plus yeah. L15. Is that, yeah, equals plus. That's something they don't yeah. teach you in third grade. You're like, one day, mm-hmm. you just have to type in a whole bunch of you know, letters and numbers, and it'll just do it for you. Like, oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's, um, you know, over the, you know, since I started the the whole sales thing, like, basically seeing what you can do like maybe this is a side note but seeing what you can do on excel <laughs> is absurd it is literally like it's basically the new uh, um uh, uh what's what's graphing calculator no not even graphic like i mean yes or you mean like a not graphing calculator not quickbooks dos oh. dos oh. yeah it's like an it's, yuck i know yeah it's like you could just throw some some algorithms in there and bang zoom you have I don't know a picture of a rose. My first uh, <laughs> my first college degree shot was computer programming C plus plus. Not no. for you. No. And listen, I built computers. I could program a computer, but not in that mm-hmm. C plus plus visual thing. No clue. I see all that and I just go. Oh. 
You don't I see the matrix? Out. No. <laughs> when you sleep. I, I fall asleep, but I don't not see the matrix. I see another beer in my hand in college, and that's probably what accounted for the first failure out of the first school. But other than that, hey. the C++ was hard. I'm just, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a business guy. For me, it's about, the, I, I'm, I'm good on the tech side, I have a little creative side, but the business side kind of scares me. I'm not one to, to go about and try to, like I said, ask for money or start mm-hmm. a business. Even if I wanted to brew beer, it was just something that I, in the back of my mind, I'm saying, even if I did this, I'm not gonna, I need other people around me. And at the time, no one else wanted to do anything with me. Yeah. I mean, I had friends. Mind you, I had friends. Did you? I, I did. did you? <laughs> you know what the, the <laughs> but le- they just didn't want to do what I wanted to do. I think the leadership aspect of it is probably the hardest. Like it's not so much. I mean, you you know what you know, you know what you don't know, you know what you're passionate about, and how you want to make money. But you know, it, it takes it takes a special talent to be able to like say, hey, you know, I don't know how to do this. Can you show me how? Because I want to make some money doing right. it. You know, and make make money for myself. And if you want to be partners or whatever, you know, there's a lot of a lot of ways to do it, but I find yeah. that in, in even kids, like I teach seventeen and eighteen year olds, kind of yeah. and in this kind of stuff, there there is you could see it in them. Some mm-hmm. of them want to do it, so they'll have enough balls to come up and ask you. Some of them are girls, so um, and other ones will just sit back, and you mm-hmm. can see they want to do it. They just don't have it in them to ask or to want to know or to want them to want you to know that they don't know, mm-hmm. which is weird in my opinion because I always feel like if I didn't know something and I want to know, I'd ask. Yeah. But these, some of these guys, even at an early age, you could tell they're just not going to be askers. They're well, just going to try, and then hopefully they fall into it. Well, let me ask you something. Are uh-huh. you are you a rock climber? I do rock climb. Damn. Not not a professional rock climber yeah. at all, but I've You're done not... several rock climbs. Yes. Well, so when you when you first started rock climbing, yeah. did you did you know exactly what you were doing? No. You just you took that first step, and you were like, "Hey, can I had it? It was uh, boys, do I boys what shoes do I use?" Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah. We were wearing sneakers, hiking shoes, believe yeah, it or not, yeah. because we were on a five-mile hike in this first time, and they, okay, here's the rock you're going to yeah. climb. Oh, oh, okay. And with the backpack on, mm-hmm. on top of being belayed and all that other grip. Yeah. So, yeah, it was definitely a hard first few moments, but once you got used to it and most of the weight's going to be pulled up on you anyway, Yeah. you eventually learned it out. But then, you know, if you want to learn more, yeah, that's when you go to... Dicks and ask about it. The but right yeah, shoes it's all about right... that. It's all about that first step. You yeah, know? absolutely. Like it's, you know, like for you, it was, it was, you know, being in the scouts and having somebody say, "Nope, you're, you're not walking around this rock. You're going up right. the rock." You know, yeah. so, not that I didn't want to do it, I guess. Yeah. But I definitely there's that moment when you're 13, 14 years old, going, "I have to climb, you know, mm-hmm. two hundred feet up there." And like, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I guess I guess I'm gonna do it. Yeah, but yeah, it's the first step you gotta take. Yeah. So. Um, we're going to get a break underway. I think that's a good hour we just put in again by blinking, Yep, as we always say. Um, we're going to take some uh, music here, and uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes with Dan Moss, uh, head brewer. Beer. Oh, we're going to yell. That's the next beer phase. time. Yes. It's beer o'clock. Beer, <laughs> beer 30, I think. Beer, yep. oh. Is it? Beer 53. Sure beer it is. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we're going to talk to Dan more about his current venture in the uh, Fire Island Brewery and where we can find all that and taste it. And we'll be back in just a moment with more good stuff. Govs Radio. (laughs) This is the Wirt on Govs Radio. All right, we're back. On the Wirt with Mike and Pete, our guest today again is Dan Moss, head brewer over Fire Island Brewery. And we had just cracked open some nice fresh brews Dan, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're about to drink today? Uh, so yeah, this is a this is IDF. 
IDF. IDF. Uh, so on the can it says Isla del Fuego or uh, Isla del Fuego, depending on your uh, daughter inflection. Yeah, your daughter, <laughs> your inflection of choice. Um, I, yeah, I call it IDF because I'm. I don't know the proper pronunciation, and it's a lot easier for me to say, "Hey, you know, we need uh, we need three kegs of IDF today," oh, they, or yeah. something like that. Or, I'm hey, sure many breweries, IDF, breweries you know? do that. They they would go in and just basically acronym everything that they. You know, sleight of hand, SOS, you know. Yeah, and That's yeah. pretty much what they're going to be doing. Um, so, yeah, so uh, this is uh, our our answer to Corona. It's a very straightforward, very simple continental oh, okay. lager. Uh, we dose it with a little lime juice before we package it, uh, be it cans or draft. And so and what, does it go uh, into the beer itself, or does you get on, like, a spray on the can? How do you... The, the lime Introduce juice? the lime juice, yeah. Uh, we'll actually spray it into the eyes of the can as it comes off nice. the line <laughs> so that the can starts to get squinty. and Really? No. <laughs> you got me there for a minute. I was typing something into my phone, and I went, wait a second. This doesn't I sound right. I was picturing listen. something on a production line. Hold like, oh, on. So just spraying phone. the can. Yeah. <laughs> so we just shoot it all over That's the, the brewery floor. Tell me more. <laughs> we actually have a bartender stick a... a Lime into each Sweet. can. <laughs> yes, cutting, each lime wedges. Just just cutting lines. Their hands are all wrinkly, but in the day, like, yeah. damn it, can we stop doing this? Can no, this it's, it's uh, you know, we get we get a commercial product. It's it's basically just straight up lime juice. Okay. That, I mean, it is straight up lime juice that we just add to the bright tank. That's awesome. uh, Before we filter, then we carbonate, and then we package. So okay. it's a pretty, pretty quick process. It, you know, the, the lime juice is not there to say lime. It's there to say, you know, this is a fresh... Fresh beer. Okay. That's a better is, version of Corona. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hello, I am uh, a better version of Corona. I like that, though. Yeah. All right, let's have a taste. Shall Cheers. we? Cheers. 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 Mm-hmm. That's good. It would be good with a lime. It would. That's awesome. It would be good with a, a pile of tacos or nachos, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Let me, so you had Del Fuego on there. Have you marketed mm-hmm. to Del Fuego? Uh, we, you know, the Del Fuego restaurants have taken us in a few times. Okay. I think they do a little bit. good tacos. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, actually, I think I've had uh, Lighthouse was there in Babylon. Yeah, nice. Um, that is, yeah, some that time, is very some time ago. Corona esque, great. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> now you so, just need a multi million dollar ad campaign with people sitting on a fucking beach. I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or a palm tree that lights yeah. up for the for the holidays. Actually, you find know, your beach. Yes, yeah. find yeah. Fire Island <laughs> Beach. I know that'd be awesome. Find your Fire Island. Oh, it does. It tastes like what I should be drinking when I go to Fire Island. Yeah. Now, do you have any connections of. to people over on the Fire Island Barry Beach there? We have uh, Kismet and uh, Ocean Beach, Ocean Bay Park. So, and, yeah, so as the story goes. I don't think um, I know all of them. But, yeah, okay, that's kind of what I, I guess I'm asking. Yeah. Why Fire Island if, in fact, you're not on Fire Island? So why Fire Island? Um that's a really good question, and I have a mediocre answer. I think. For okay, that. <laughs> that's um, all. That's all I'm going to accept is mediocre. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're not. We're not. Uh, we're not elevating the bar here. No, this is, it's fine. This is this is a low bar. Trust radio. me. Yes, exactly. Um, no. Th- so the the story goes that um, the Fernandezes, uh, you know, hence you know Bert, one of the founders. Uh, they they used to run the shack in Atlant- Atlantique. Oh, so, nice. Okay, yeah, I know about it. You know, that's kind of where they first started home brewing and kind of slinging suds. They were brewing on, there, slinging suds on the sly. Really, that's a tongue twister. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, thank you. And, and yeah. you said it perfectly the first time through. <laughs> and didn't have to go like, <laughs> hey. think about it again. You're like sling suds on the sly. I'm gonna. I feel like I won the lottery. Yes, you did. You did <laughs> well. I'm going to Disneyland. So they they were they were brewing there. Uh, they were yeah home brewing like so you know yeah. I don't I don't know I. 
I have not seen any pictures of the setup, but I imagine okay. it was rustic. Oh, I would imagine. Because <laughs> um, there was no 30-foot uh, ceiling. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm sure and everything was sandy. A lot of people a lot of people ask, like, why didn't you set up your brewery on Fire Island? And I ask if they understand what a what it takes barrier to, island is. Yes. And, yeah, logistically, that's got to yeah, be a I'm nightmare. Like, yeah. I mean, first of all, we I would sink the ferries going over there just to try to get the, you know, the raw materials what it would over cost. there. Just the yeah. cost of boat gas. Yeah. To and from wherever you would be. I, I think a, a full keg of beer is like 190 pounds or something. It's 1,984 ounces yeah. of beer plus oh. roughly 30 pounds of steel. Sorry, <laughs> I, I know these no, things. No, it's good. <laughs> You should, because then you got to get total weight for shipping and packaging. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna have now to multiply that times. Start a Netflix show called yeah. "The Mind of a Brewer," which is <laughs> statistics and it just looks like a beautiful mind trailer. Yeah. With the things yeah. are just spinning around. Yeah. You could actually it, do an Instagram app on that. You should <laughs> really. Yeah, they have like a one of those uh, those filters on oh. Instagram that when you do video, they have like all those, oh really the math problems oh, spinning around your head. Yeah, how I'm many pallets that. can you fit into a, a side loader tractor trailer? <laughs> How many would fit on a ferry going over to Fire Island? Uh, none. That's it. That, so yeah. <laughs> right. So like I said, kegs are heavy. So like you know, one of our batches at in Bayshore is fifteen barrels, which 30, is so thirty kegs. Thirty kegs. Yes, exactly. How did you know? Were you a, a beer math wizard? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you wizard. You divided you wizard. by two. <laughs> what what black magic kegs. is this? <laughs> um, so yeah. So it would just be two. Too much. You know, oh, yeah. 30 kegs is a lot of kegs. To You'd almost have to have your own so. ship. Yeah. You'd almost have to have your own ship. Yes. There'd be no reason. It would not be a ferry. Yeah, it would no, be a it ship. It would be like a... like A um, a boat with a back dock. Yeah, <laughs> with um, the... Kirk... Uh, not Kirk Douglas. Who was uh, who, in Waterworld? The guy... Um, Kevin Costner. Kevin, Kevin Costner. Costner. We'd yes. have Kevin Costner like running <laughs> running <laughs> security <laughs> on a jet ski. It's chasing off the smokers. Yeah. <laughs> As they're, ch- they're chasing your boat full of 30 kegs of beer. Like, that'd be awesome. Exactly, yeah. I mean, uh, you just throw a keg at them and shoot it and explode mm-hmm. it. I it kills all the guys off the jet skis. I'm just I running think, my own no, I think my that's like down. an LL Cool J <laughs> thing. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah it's, that's, that's Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> deep Blue Sea, or as I like to call it, Jaws 3. That's right. I'll point. <laughs> was there a Jaws 2? Yes. Like a, okay. Yeah, there was a Jaws yeah. 2. I Jaws, think there was a Jaws 3, too. Jaws 2, uh, the end Jaws 2 was the little kids on a sailboat by the lighthouse. Okay. And he was able to pull up the wire... The, the high voltage wire off the seafloor uh-huh. and held it up and Joe's bit it and exploded. I do a, that with my dog. I knew there was a reason I practiced <laughs> that all the time. That's got to be. the rope toy. Very, oh, yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Come on. Jaws. Come on. You can do it. Jaws 2. <laughs> yeah. Jaws the Revenge. Mm, Jaws 3D. Wait, Jaws the Revenge is the one that's down in the Caribbean. That's with, um, what's her face? Uh, Lorraine Gary. Mm, Lance that, Guest. Mario Van Peebles. I love Young. Mary Van Peebles. Uh. Michael Caine. Oh yeah, Michael Caine. Yep, that's definitely the one there in the Caribbean. Like Michael Caine. And I think I, I think he takes the Gentleman. the sailboat <laughs> and he rams. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like a fake, like British accent. Like it's oh, who Michael Caine. He's Michael like Caine. a caricature of a like a proper English. Yeah, person. Of himself. Exactly, yeah. yeah, I love people like that. He's like <laughs> <laughs> the best. He's like Steve Buscemi as uh, you know Steve like. I always hoped there would be a movie where Steve Buscemi would just play Steve Buscemi <laughs> because he's such a wacky dude. It'd just be him doing yeah. his own characters throughout real yeah. life. And like, oh. it's like, yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah, I guess uh, um, he, they're like Christopher Walken in that sense. Yeah, you know? yeah, yes. It's just like you can't. <laughs> when he does his own yeah. Christopher Walken impression. Yeah. That's good enough. It's a good toss. Yeah, <laughs> that could have been better if we had a real garbage in here. <laughs> 
Um, Note to self. So this was developed, uh, Isla del Fuego or Isla del Fuego, um, in response to Corona or as an addition to uh, your current lineup? Because this wasn't one of the flagships that you guys had started with, correct? Yeah. So the the, uh, original flagships were, so first was Lighthouse Ale, Mm -hmm. our kind of classic amber ale, and then was Red Wagon IPA to kind of you know, come in when Everyone, the IPA, IPA thing was yeah. kind of heavy. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, so, and then we needed, like, something that was, like, you know, perfect for Summary. the summer, so Sea Salt Ale, so. Um, sea you Salt know, was f- a flagship? Yeah, so that See, was. I can't find the it anywhere. third one, or really? If I, if I do, I'm probably Still not looking just it. for that, but, I, yeah? Yeah. Damn it, I haven't seen it. Anyway, yeah. God, sorry. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, just saying, I, 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 it's one of the things I haven't tried, and, and when I saw it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. It, it does have much more draw, you know, in season, obviously, right. but. Um, we're, we're pushing it as, as a, more of a year round brand. I, I think it's a nice kind of like, um, you know, a nice table beer. Like if you're, you know, if you're, don't know what, if you don't know what kind of beer you want to have for dinner, it makes a great, a great option. It's got okay. a little, it's, you know, it's, uh, nice and dry. So you're not, um, you know, you're not going to be like, you know, rolling over and be like, oh my God, I feel like I just had, you know, Russian Imperial style, <laughs> big, big brown ale or whatever, yeah. you know, um, so it finishes nice and dry. We dose it with a little sea salt, so it's got a little brininess to it. So it kind of like it peaks your palate. Yeah, um, I like that. We uh, we finish, uh, you know, during the brewing process. Um, you know, there's like there's hot side hops and cold side hops, and you know, basically what we do with with the um, sea salt is we finish it with Idaho Seven. So it's got this this nice bright um, uh, petering character to kind of um, kind of bring up the malt character through okay. that brininess. Huh. Um, so yeah, the, basically the, the structure of the beer is Pilsner malt, wheat malt, um, a little bit of Vienna malt, uh, and those kind of add the, the body and the malt structure, a little, a little, uh, raw wheat to, um, kind of, you know, lighten it up a little bit, add a little different, uh, different character to it. And then, um, would you yeah. consider like wheat, like a, a bready feel to it? Like it gives it that, I guess it depends. Like, you know, malted wheat, like with a traditional German Hefeweizen, I think there's a, a certain, a certain character that I can't, uh, you know, it's almost, it's almost like, um, for me, it is a German like a, wheat though. Yeah. yeah German yeah, wheat. Um, it, for me, it's almost like, you know, an orange biscuit or like an orange, mm. like a, like a, um, a, scone? uh, like, yeah, exactly. Like a scone with a r- okay. whole lot where, of orange. Where'd you come I up with that? Know. I don't know. He doesn't orange know what a scone is. is. He just yeah. like... I've never eaten a scone. I can tell you what a scone <laughs> you're like, is. Yeah. You're like uh, Will Farrell in Old School where you just had your eyes closed. <laughs> and goes, 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 James goes, Carville. Goes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and he just came out like, oh, what just I'm happened? I'm sorry, I blacked out for a what second. <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah, so I, that's awesome. I, yeah. And so that brininess, I do like that in my beer. I do. Yeah. Um, and I'll be anxious to find it now because if it's really out there, I'm going to... I'm it's a you know it's it, a seek and destroy. It's a tasty brew, man. It's um it's uh I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a it's a nice thing to drink when you're not like for me, I you know, I I started out in college drinking, you know, things like Moylan's Hopsicle, which is, you know, a ridiculously aggressive double IPA from mm-hmm. California back before you know I think these were IPAs. In a yeah. Sense. So the, and this was like this is I remember it just being like cru- like crushingly bitter, like just that's it. Forget about it. You're gonna have to get a tongueectomy. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're gonna have to take that from you. Um, so yeah, back in the day, like 
I was drinking that out of a bo- out of a bomber, and I was drinking like um, <laughs> oak aged Imperial Yeti uh, out of a bottle, and you know, out of a bomber, and like just not not thinking so much about like you know where the flavors were coming from. And then as I you know as I got older and started kind of learn a little bit more about the process and wanted to kind of know what what was kind of going on and kind of you know pick apart the beers that I was drinking a little bit more. Um, you know, I started to kind of get into German lagers and, and some of the lighter stuff. So, you know, for me, like I was saying before, um, Pilsner at Black Forest Brewhouse is a big is a big yeah. part of who I am as a brewer. So you brought a piece of that through that beer, then? Yeah, you, you know, like I, I understand the the um, the the need to balance the malt and the hops, you know, right. uh, and I think that kind of comes through with the you know what we're drinking now, the the IDF. It's, yeah. Uh, you know this this one's definitely much more of a classic you know very you know kind of within the box of what a continental lager is yes um but you know i i'm i'm a big fan of that like when you know what to do with you know with um noble hops and and you can give them the forefront without um you know kind of fussing with it too much you know like I was I was a little unsure of like before I before I came on, um, the idea of this this Mexican style lager with lime was kind of preordained. So um, <laughs> it's a good word, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why yeah. I went to college. Yes, um, <laughs> it's probably why I filled out a two of mine. <laughs> I mean, I did have a master's degree to show for it, but hey, I don't have a master's degree. You My don't need it. Does. You don't need it. It's exactly what the what you were talking about before. You just pay for it, and mm. if you have a pulse, you're in. Yeah, I just get it. Hey. So anyway, um, but yeah, the, the, um, yeah, the, the lager. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something like you know the the sea salt. Like how many variations? Like how many times are you brewing that before you're like, this is the recipe now? So um, we started out like basically. Uh, I, I think we talked about it a little bit before, but basically when we first started, moved all the production from Two Roads to Bayshore, and one of the conversations we had was like. Do we rethink everything? Like we, you know, we have new branding, new facility. Do we rethink everything and kind of make these beers what they may want to be right now, or do we stick with, you know, what we know, and do we just kind of do what's right by the existing customers? And we had a pretty pretty strong uh, existing customer base during that kind of changeover. So you know. I remember seeing it around. Yeah, uh, definitely in a lot of bars. You had the lighthouse, and mm-hmm. you had the red wagon. Red wagon was big. Actually, yeah. we had it on tap here at Governor's for a little while. It was one of my recommendations. If you're going to get an IPA, this I'll, I'll leave you with more of my cards. Nice. Um, <laughs> I got some. I work at uh, the meatball place in Farmingdale right now. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. I love so, the meatball place, man. I'm, I'll, I'll put like, you in touch with Christine. Thank you. And she's the bar manager, and she'll put it on. No problem. I appreciate it. It won't that. be a problem. Um, but yeah, no. So and I'll ask for the sea salt so I can try this right yes. off the tap. That's I'll, what I'll you ask. know. It'll make sure we, we especially get some in season, like you said, sure. it's coming up. We're yeah. going to change over our bar menu from the winter cocktail list to the okay. spring cocktail list. So sure. you know, and changing that, we also change and rotate beers. So that's she's really good at it. She I've, she she takes a lot of um, recommendations from uh-huh. us, and she herself goes out and does the research. So nice. Really, so anyway, yeah, nice. Sorry, yeah. Um, salt. <laughs> no, yeah. now I'm anxious. Now I really want to. You're all about this. I really am. Oh, now I feel like I. No, 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 we're about it. So far, this is delicious, salt. and I got to tell you, good, yeah. the um, you. I could I could probably drink another two or three of these Easy. without yeah. a problem. And that's the that crushable. was what it was designed for. Yes. Yeah. yeah we What's the ABV on it? Uh, it's like 
5.2, yeah, I think. So, oh, like, all right. Yeah. yeah. Average. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's good. So, you know, four or five and I'll start feeling sweet and then it'll be refreshing and I'll be on a beach. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's basically what these beers were designed for. Like, you know, like I was saying, we wanted to make sure that the beers kind of stayed true to what everybody expected and what the company was. You know, it's, you know, it's Fire Island Beer Company. It's not, you know, we're not some of these other guys that are, I, you know, I don't. You know, we're not. <laughs> I know you don't want to name uh, names and say. Uh, we're not Doco, we're not Sansi, yeah. we're not Trilly, we're not Other Half, we're not right. Marcus, yada yada yada. But you know, you're, anyway, wait, you're not Treehouse. You're no, not Treehouse? I, I know, crazy. God. Um, but yeah, so like the the soul of the company is you know low key sessionable beers. So we stuck with we stuck with Lighthouse and Red Wagon being pretty much exactly the same as they were. At two roads, um, certainly there was some tweaking to get um, the best effect out of our particular system. I was going to say you have a different facility, obviously, because yeah. two roads is built for freaking speed. I mean, exactly. that place was speed. Not only speed, but, but quality, quality and quantity. Yeah, as quantity. Well, you know? they it's a, it's huge. A, what are their tank sizes? Uh, they have a, I believe it's a fifty-barrel brew house. Wow. But they, yeah. they're also cranking yeah, out dude. eight brews a day. Yes. And then I think they've got like. Have you been there? No. We got to go. Yeah. I've been there a few times, but it's yeah. it's, it's cool. It's not far. Yeah. No. It's, it's really cool. I was there for Igor's um, Igor's Igor's dream dream release, yeah. hmm. and then I was there for the Too Juicy release. Mm-hmm. And this is right at the precipice of all those, you know, hazy, foggy, whatever you want to call IPAs. Mil- milky, milky, sure, anything <laughs> you want to call it. Is that a thing? I, you know what, I don't know if that's a thing, but it's. We, I mean, just go online I and find a million different as... adjectives to describe what okay. amounts to not a clear beer. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Chunky. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, I've had some that were like decidedly chunky, and Ooh. you know, yeah. cr- you know, liquid was good, but you know, you'd have to strain it through your teeth. Yep. Um, yeah, there's too much sediment. It's yeah. just, uh, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, so it's it's it's. Uh, you've been the Trogues. Yeah. And I've been the Trogues. Mm-hmm. It rivals that. Wow. Okay. In size and in spaciousness. That was and the only breweries I'd been to, like before going to Trogues, are like uh, Great South Bay and yeah. uh, Blue Point. Yeah. And I mean, you think of like the this the as a business, the scale of Blue Point, you would think their their tap room would be immense. Uh, you know, more more impressive. It would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it should. Yeah. Which they, it will. Well, I mean, a huge infusion of cash from right. from Anheuser Busch probably doesn't yeah. hurt that, but but you know, then going to Trogues and like their their facility is is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they have a uh, it looks really like food in there it looks like apple. It looks like it you looks like what app- you would expect. You know, like a real, the yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but a, yeah, it, that's why. So you said you're on Drexel. So are yeah. you right by Great South Bay? Are we, you in we the same are, building? Uh, exceptionally close to like Great South Bay, right next to the <laughs> arch. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I've been there for a few events, yeah. and I remember when they were that small little motorcycle shop. Uh-huh. It's one of the first breweries around here that I was able to even get to. Yeah, yeah. Instead of traveling all over. Yeah, the place. man, they were they were the, one of the first like you know uh, you know you. You know, there's first movers and stuff. And, yeah. You know, they were one of the first big movers in the Long Island beer scene, which I think is, you know, very cool. And, and um, I mean, you know, on a personal note, like, we had our uh, our rehearsal dinner in there, in that building, before, nice. the, before the Fire Island pad went in and all the equipment went in, and before, you know, I had even thought I was going to be working on Long Island. So, 
Um, You're not in the same building, right? No, we are literally in you're the same building. Literally, so <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, the address looks the same. The address looks the same. I, yeah, so, no, so it is Are it your is exactly offices the then in, like, I know because when they bought yeah, the building. Yeah, no, I can, I can spray, I can, I can hose down their keg, their kegging line <laughs> operator. Uh, now, do you have I'm, separate yeah, that's that's close. I feel like that's it, pretty yeah. close. Do you have separate plants? Yeah, yeah. All so, right, so it is, it's. Technically, yeah, everything building, but everything yeah, TTB has been looped in. They're like, okay. hey, we're you know what you get, you guys give us all the monies and we give you all the freedom to not screw us over. So right. we're you know we're we try hard to kind of you know maintain our boundaries, but still kind of maintain that like. I'm uh, sure the relationship is good there. Yeah, Those are it the is, guys. It I, is. I remember speaking to a few of them when they first started up. Like I said, in that small yeah. place, and when they moved, I went, oh, I just lost mm-hmm. that feeling, you know. Yeah. But now that. They've been there beers, and they've though. kind of settled in. Oh, it, yeah. Yeah, they do. I'm, I'm, I'm saying minus the beer. I'm just saying like the atmosphere. Oh, okay. Sure. You know, because the sure. atmosphere at the other place was just small and quaint. And I mm-hmm. liked, you know, sitting at the bar and they're, they're, um, uh, I forget what was right on the floor. Uh, it was either their grind, uh, their, um, oh, their brew, ha- brew house, maybe? No. What the fuck? The grist case. Yes, the grist yes. case. That's it. It was sitting right there. And I'm like, this is What's awesome. What's a grist case? Um, so when you it it was so, part, it had a hopper so, on it too. Yeah. So when you when you take the the so when you have malt right. Yep. That's raw grain right, and then you mill that, and then when that's milled, that's always when I've kind of referred to uh, the grain becoming the grist. Okay. Um, so we have a grist case. So we have a mill room that we store our our bags of malt in before we mill it. We mill it. It gets transferred to this grist case. Uh, and then before we brew with it, it just kind of sits there until, you know, we flick an auger, sure. uh, flick a, a, a switch and turn an auger on and then start mashing in. So right. I hope that, I hope yeah. that yeah, yeah. And it, it's not a huge machine, or... but it's for them with their place, it was sitting right on the floor. You literally had to walk around it to get to the bar. Huh. And it was just cool because they're yeah, brewing yeah, yeah, right yeah, in the I same guess. room that you're drinking beer in. Right. So I don't know. I just felt like it had that you know, uh, personal feel. Yeah. And then when they moved, I initially was just not very happy because their Hippocratic Oath, which is one of my favorites mm. from them, um, went to this big production line and it just didn't quite feel the same as it did in that small room. Maybe it's mental for me. I don't know. Um, I'm sure their recipe stayed the same, but for me, it just turned a little bit. And uh, I, I just didn't like the big facility feel. I don't know. And I've been to plenty of events there. And again, mm. I still drink all their beer. There's no problem with that. I don't know. I just feel like sometimes you get in those big facilities and it just changes you. But if you look at things like Two Roads, they're adding. Did you see that they're yeah. they're building a mm-hmm. whole other building, which is going to call their experimental building. Okay. And they're going to add a whole new uh, facility off their or like current small facility. batch stuff. Kind of. Yeah, I think that's what they're going to do. That's cool. But uh, how much room do you have to expand within that same building? So um, based on the size of the pad that we have and the footprint that we took up, uh, you know, all in, we can probably get to about eight to 10,000 barrels a year. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, certainly there are other things that need to kind of take place, but, you know, that's the plan. What are you at right now? Uh, I think we're, we're going to be pushing two and 2,000 barrels a year oh, in 2018. Okay. So, so that's a lot of, you know. Yeah. Four to five times your your current. That's, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that um, definitely helps. Yeah. I mean, some of the things that we need to kind of you know bring under our own roof. Like right now, we're um, and this this I don't even know if this is you know on the on the table or not. But like we have a really good relationship with um, 
couple of local canning companies, Maltman and um, and Anvil Canning. Okay. Uh, Anvil's didn't been doing the bulk of the uh, bulk of the work for and us. That's a mobile canning unit, right? Yeah. They come so, in and they'll take what you have and they'll yeah, run it for you. And they have the, so they have the the same exact canning line that Great South Bay has, okay. but it's mobile. So. What that's that means is cool. that we don't have to maintain that. We don't have to worry about <laughs> cleaning and setting up. Is, yeah, yeah. Um, you know the one. And there are some drawbacks. Like you know, it's always nice to kind of be able to kind of um, do everything manage everything in house. Yeah. Um, but you know, Todd and his guys are awesome. So it's we've never had a problem. I mean, you get you guys tasted the Isla del Fuego out of cans, and you know, I hope you you. I think most of what I drink now is out of cans. Good. I mean, yeah. I'm serious. I think most of what I drink now. <clears throat> Is canned. Yeah, it's very rare that I'm in bottle. It used mm-hmm. to be the other way. And is I there think... an advantage, like you know, as a small like that that you know, like you're saying, that does seem to be the thing these days. Everything's in cans. Like, is there an advantage versus bottles, or there are there are a lot of different advantages. Um... And as we say this, I'm going to oh, open up yeah, a lighthouse. Hold on, ale. Sound, sound effects. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that or, sounded see, really good. Yes, that's what we need on the I, board. I've been getting good at it. I usually do it for one of the other shows in that room. Yeah. And, you know, they always ask me, oh, what are you up to, O'Toole? And I said, oh, yeah, I'm just going to start the show off right, and I crack a beer. And, nice. Um, yeah, it's basically the sound effect they get once a, once a night on their show. But um, also, we were saying the part of the can, um, what were you going to say? You you oh, about to I'm tell say me I'm about drink this. Okay. That's All right. Well, that you know what? a nice color. Then cheers. Cheers. So the advantages of canning versus bottling. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there are a couple of different ways to attack that. Um, you know, mm-hmm. personally, I like to start by talking about how good it is for the product. Like, you know, you, you take a bottle mm-hmm. and that beer in the bottle has hop compounds in it. And when those hop compounds are exposed to light, uh, they break down into what's called mercaptains, which smell skunky. Skunk beer. Yeah. yeah. So... Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that you can kind of take right off the top of the list of drawbacks for bottles that you don't have with cans is that light strike because, you know, light does not penetrate. Per- the yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing. But nobody nobody seems to think about that. Um, <laughs> I know way back in the day when um, I complained about something like a Heineken. Because I've been to Amsterdam and I tasted mm-hmm. Heineken out of the taps so there. So much better there. It's a totally different taste. And then they go, oh, yeah, well, that's because by the time it gets to you, it's been, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, what's the word I want? It's been penetrated by light, even though yeah. they changed the color Sounds of the nice. bottle. <laughs> yes, it's been uh, deeply penetrated. <laughs> um, that, that, that it's definitely changed the character of it, and it's true. I mean, there's nothing that tastes like the Heineken over Amsterdam Absolutely. over here at all. You can't yeah. find it. No yeah. matter how fresh it is off the boat, it was exposed at one point, mm-hmm. and things have broken down, and it has that skunk smell. Yeah. I don't mind the, the skunk taste, but I don't... <laughs> Particularly yeah. prefer the skunk smell. One of the first beers I had was Bud Ice Light, which Ooh. was in a clear uh, that mm. like chiseled. Oh yeah, yeah, look yeah. like a glacier. That sh- fucking clear chiseled. Did it, did it have the label that went from like not blue to blue after? Yeah. It of got course, cold? yeah. It was like a half tone <laughs> that went in what between. Is, I don't. I had, I'm sorry. I like, was 14 and I had four of them, and then I was and then I passed out. Nice. That's a, that's a <laughs> lot for a 14 year old. Sure is. Oh, look at him though. He's a big guy. He could take it. Yeah. Were you that big in four, at 14? No. Oh. No. Well, that's just no, I got fat later in life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean, no, you're tall. I don't ah. mean, you're not fat. Oh. By any I means, trust me. Get Graz in here. We'll talk fat. <laughs> Sorry, Graz. Um, 
but yeah, you're. I, I would figure your body could absorb that pretty quickly. Well, now, yeah, no, yeah now, well, now that's that's an appetizer. No, for it's startup. <laughs> that's, that's my pregame. That's before yeah. I go in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> I brush my teeth with a that's can right. of mm. bush light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that no, sounds sorry. good actually. <laughs> no, I'm thinking. Hmm. Well, Any mint, uh, mint forward beers that we can look forward to? That I can brush my teeth with. Uh, not so that you I could brush your teeth. With. Milk chocolate using, stout with a someone mint. is using. Yeah, of course, mint I've I've actually had some, I've had a couple of mint beers yeah. and you know done right. They're, I think uh, yeah. Ballast nice. Point does one. It's a Victory at Sea. It's a mint uh, vanilla porter or something. Probably. Like yeah. yeah. Oh. Mint and vanilla are very nice. Mm. I, you know, shout. Uh, you know, obviously I have the beard, right? Mm. Um, but shout out to New York Beard Company. Um, they make a, a Long Island scent that's vanilla and mint. And really? It's- to die for it's like <laughs> it's freaking awesome like i put it on when i'm feeling like if i'm if i if i had a bad day and i don't have like cookie dough in my fridge <laughs> i'm not gonna, best I, thing. You know, yeah i just like i sit in the oh. corner and i cry and i rub my beard with <laughs> like peg bundy with man. her bonbons just yeah. sit on the couch oh, yeah that's pretty sad i'm, I'm a sad person <laughs> so no. we're we're, we're <laughs> <laughs> We're drinking Lighthouse what, Ale. Okay. Yes. Lighthouse, Lighthouse Ale yeah. is the amber of is. Uh, Fire Island Brewery. It mm-hmm. is it certainly is um, very ambery, is and I do gorgeous. Uh, very much like. So, do you get the amber from the Black malts? Forest? Uh, is, the, is the sort of? I'm not saying you took it. I'm just saying no, 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 because so, it doesn't have what it what Black Forest does. It's more of yeah. the German forward feel, that more breadiness, yeah. I guess. Yeah, like so, I was saying before sconiness. 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 <laughs> that, yeah. that should be, I think, I think. That's a new thing. Hopefully somebody the from the BJCP Ford is beers, listening yeah. or Cicerone <laughs> program. Um, but yeah, no. I, it, so the the amber at Black Forest was never one of my favorites to brew, but it really? was fine to brew, you know. It was, okay. it was a, you know, a fun, easy beer. And, and Lighthouse is also a fun, easy beer. Yep. Um, I've kind of grown to really like Lighthouse because, I, you know, there aren't a lot of just straight up, amber ales out there anymore no. and I don't I can't think of too many breweries on Long Island that are doing it at the scale that we are you know like Great I, South Bay has you know they have you know an IPA which is similar to what you know massive, what we're doing yeah, yeah. And, you know and then you know we have the Red Wagon and then you know they have like Jetty which I guess could be you know similar or comparable to like Isla del Fuego but like you know I honestly for the life of me can't figure out what breweries out there are doing something that's just, you know, kind of, I don't want to say in the yingling vein, but like, mm. I mean, that's when I when I talk to people. You like yingling, don't you? No. No, neither do I. It just doesn't um, taste like yingling at all. But yeah. I see what you're saying. Maybe or like maybe Bex Dark or um, okay. what's the, what's the. Um, Bells has an amber. Dosecchi's Dosecchi's Amber. Actually, yeah. Dosecchi's that Amber. I do like. That's kind of that's, that's kind of right. You know what I was right at? Where was spot. I? I was yeah. at I was in um where was I? I was down in uh El Carmen, uh which is on the island of God damn it. Playa, Playa del Carmen? Yeah. Where, oh, where? in Mexico? No. In uh, Punta Cana. Punta Cana. And they had several different uh styles that you could choose from, of mm-hmm. which I was not extremely happy with. Presidente was one of them. So Presidente has an amber, mm-hmm. which was good, but they also had Dos Equis amber at the bar, really? and that's what I was drinking, and it was, yeah, yeah I agree with it. it like, v- very good, uh, the the fullness of what it was, Yeah, uh, it just satisfied. Yeah, like, a lot of people, like, so when I drink this, I think of, I guess, three beers now, so Yingling, but... <laughs> 
Yingling does. I you're, you're yes. Yingling does not necessarily hold up to this. No, because I don't. I don't personally like the Yingling, but I've yeah. always liked this. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely a bit maltier, a bit hoppier, uh, and a bit bigger in all all directions, right? Um, but then you have something like um, like Negro Modelo, uh, okay. which, oh, yeah. which I guess is probably the closest thing, you know, recipe wise. Although this is not lagered, but you know, I think it, you know, I think it's it kind of comes off like clean and smooth. Um, I think Negro Modelo has has vastly less flavor than this. But you know, then you know, we talk about something like. Um, that, that was a that was a proud crack. You should have. I know. I, I should have. I've been, I've been pouring it pretty well. Muffled too. it. I did. I, I didn't want to step on your toes as you were talking. That's no, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, no, like Dosecchi's Amber. First time I had it, actually, oddly enough, was at a, a um, Del Fuego. Oh, and <laughs> well, it was literally. The, it was like it, I, it was probably four months ago now, and I was just like, I was struck by how just how malty it actually was okay. and like you know you don't really expect a whole lot from a beer with a guy that's the most interesting man <laughs> in the- yeah <laughs> you know yeah that was a great so commercial was like, that was a good egg i mean i think we was. had uh, it, was it was pretty good on our first podcast radio show we had uh, a couple of those clips in the intro yeah yeah, yeah we had a couple of those in the- you had to start with something that everyone knew right are there any beer like um any, what's the most difficult brew? Like it, in in what do you guys have? What's what's the hardest for you to to make? So the hardest. Uh, and, oh boy, boy oh boy, I suck. Sorry, good. So the hardest brew. Uh, so the the most difficult brew that we've had to brew thus far, um, I, I would say it's probably been the oyster stout, sunken fairy oyster stout. Ooh. Okay. Um, so that one, you know, a couple of different reasons for it being difficult uh first we had to procure the oysters right so uh or the oyster shells so we partnered with a couple of local restaurants uh catch oyster bar in um Patchogue, okay and salt and barrel in yeah i know salt and barrel Bayshore. Bayshore, Bayshore, yeah right. um so those guys are you know they they do in my opinion two of the coolest you know Oyster bars, absolutely in the area. The salt and Barrel on is, the South Shore is very good. Yeah, do you have um, beer on tap there? I think I saw it. We've yeah, Lighthouse has been on Lighthouse tap there. Um, you know, we we tapped a a cask of the Oyster Stout uh, a while back, right nice. when we first brewed it. So I think that was in like November uh, of 2017. Seems wow. like ages we ago. To- <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So we had to you know first get the oyster shells. Uh, clean the oyster shells, and then we had to brew the beer. And we don't have um, we don't have an oyster shell adder on our brew system. <laughs> oh, no, no. get yeah. one of those. Yeah, yeah we can just grab one on Amazon. We forgot. Amazon, <laughs> yeah, Alexa, they were, stuck. They were, they were Alexa, completely out. Get me an oyster sheller adder <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sorry, <laughs> you're a shithead. <laughs> what do you think this is? So we had to um how like yeah what's the process for for adding that so we was like what we do Muslim have bag or? kind of uh basically what we have is uh it's a hop back so and we we've, we've never done any like you know fresh hopped beers any whole leaf hopped beers so hmm. and we were like how the hell do we use this thing like what do we use it for and like we were talking about the oyster stout and it seemed like the perfect thing to to um to use to incorporate the oyster shells into the process. So the first time we brewed it, um, 
we we use like fifteen pound. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's like fifteen gallon bucket full of five gallon bucket full of oyster shells. I don't know how many for how many like was. for how many barrels would that? Uh, fifteen barrels. Okay. Um, so thirty kegs. 30 so kegs. thirty kegs. Yes. <laughs> Where's where's the math? <laughs> Obi Wan, yeah. you're gonna have to show your work Obi. on that one. <laughs> Listen, I scratched it down on my pad really quick. I carried the three. <laughs> I carried the three. It's cool, man. It's cool. Chill, teach. So um, um, the uh, let me ask you a question. Why didn't we use the actual oysters as opposed to the shells? Uh, so too gooey. Too yeah. My wor- my worry was like if we throw oysters in there, either they're gonna be unusable for anything after after that. Yeah. Um, but the shells would be, yeah. So the so the uh, the hop back is actually a it's a secondary vessel off the boil kettle. Right. So it's got a little uh, uh, a false bottom, very similar to our lauder ton. Um, basically, it's like a a screen bottom. I was gonna say yeah, oh, okay. right at the bottom yeah. of the screen to catch it. Yeah, Y'all are home brewers, you know what I'm talking I, I, about, I, right? I knew of yeah. that, but I didn't have okay. that such, as big of a. <laughs> Set up like that. I mean, SS makes a tiny little one, but it has the... It's, it's exactly the same. Right. So that's it's exactly the okay. same. So basically, we took the oyster shells, threw them in there, and then throughout the boil, we actually um, basically hot-steeped these oyster shells in hot wort throughout that 60-minute boil and then for another half hour during the Whirlpool... And whirlpool rest okay. phases. So, and by the way, you said wort, right? Wort. Yes. Sorry, we got it. This first time a guest has actually said the word right. Well, I would. I didn't know. I would have like I would have peppered it in. Yeah, a more you did, it, <laughs> did it perfectly and unknowingly, and it was perfect. So I appreciate the wort that. Yes, there you that go. That we brewed, and then fermented the wort. Um, nice. <laughs> We're going to use this in promos, just so you know. No, great. That's fine. <laughs> so it's being filtered through with the shells, and you're yeah. picking up all those Yeah, so, yeah, and... we think, you know, we think we were picking up a lot of the mineral quality, like, you know, so wort's basically, um, you know, slightly acidic, and we were hoping that it would dissolve some of the mineral quality from the shells. Okay. So that we would be able to get that kind of... Uh, Does it have like a brininess or anything? Like, um... I think so, you okay. know. Um, again, I'm, I'm going to pitch for, you know, episode two. Because <laughs> uh, we do have some some bottles of oyster Ooh. stout that we put down just Ooh. just for special occasions. So, All right. Yeah. We got this. Um, but yeah, no, we, we did that. And, uh, you know, the first time we were like, oh, let's, you know, let's be clever and make like a hot bay video and you know so like uh one of our actually one of our investors who's a you know big home brewer okay he came out to help us with the first brew and he took this video of me you know kind of sprinkling hot pellets into our hot back as it was filling with wort and i put i think we put about five pounds of hot pellets in on top of the oyster shells so those oyster shells sank like a rock right? right And they kind of blocked up all this. I was going to say, as it's pulling through. Yeah. So then all the hop pellets are sitting right on top of them. So we learned the hard way that you don't (laughs) add hop pellets and oyster shells to the hop At the same time, yeah. Yeah. Basically creating a nice, uh, I was going to say screen, but it's not a screen if the yeah, no, get the, <laughs> everything settled out really nicely in the hop back. And then there was a point where we had about 10 gallons of, of, um, wort. Yes. That, (laughs) uh, we couldn't, we couldn't actually like, um, uh, save and, and uh, you know, cast out. So, 
Um, yeah, no, that that was probably the most technically challenging. We also did a um, we did a uh, small batch of the base logger for Isla del Fuego. We took the base logger for that, and before we filtered and packaged it, um, we actually racked that into a uh, uh, Chardonnay barrel from Bedell Cellars out oh, east. Oh, nice! Oh, yeah. So we've got you know I, th- I think we've got like eight kegs left at at the brewery, and that's and what you know, is that? What is for, that? The Chardonnay barrels add. Uh, so that that adds a couple of different things. That adds a little bit of a you know char character, Chardonnay character from the you know the the grape juice. Right. Um, all I, I I'm pretty sure all wine barrels are toasted to some degree. Yeah, so yeah absolutely. Yeah. I think this is probably like a you know number two or number three char. Like it was very light. Noticeable if you look at it, but yeah. probably not, you know, if yeah, you we scraped it. Like, it I've like seen deep, bourbon barrels deep. where, you know, you get chunks of char right. in every batch of beer, Ugh. you know, every time. you, you know, If you get, you know, freshly emptied barrels and they're still really wet, you're still, you're still filtering that liquid and getting cask strength, you know, whiskey, you know. <laughs> um, at Brooklyn, we did that with um, Woodford barrels, and that was, oh, that Woodford, was a yeah. really oh. special experience. That was cool. Strong, um, would it come in? Yeah, at? I think it was like 160 proof. <laughs> Jeez, um, but yeah, so like, <laughs> holy <it> shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, did you light on fire? You get someone lit it on fire to try? No, 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 no. We we knew how much that cost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so yeah, I think you know. And we sold. Did you guys each, sell it? Did they sell no. it as just had it? You can't sell that. You can't sell that as a brewery. <laughs> like, that's literally, crazy. yeah, that's true. Um, and why would you? I mean, when you're <laughs> just for the when you're the brewer, people like, be like, you're yes, like, yeah. I, I want the 110 proof. Yeah, that's um, that's so a we, crazy amount of alcohol. Yeah, it's it was basically 151 Woodford. Yep, um, sweet. Which is you know really <laughs> nice. no, it really was like it, it was some of the best goddamn whiskey I've ever had. Um, <laughs> And it got you drunk quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. You think? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Smell it. And you're like, whoa, whoa. I think I need to take an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't make a Manhattan with that. No. No. I'm going to ruin it with some uh, uh, sweet vermouth yeah. and a cherry. Mm-hmm. Just got to go pure uh, ice ball mm-hmm. and let it sit mm-hmm. in there. Um, yeah, so where, where was I? We were talking about Lighthouse, and then we were talking about brewing and oysters. Oh, we did just the variation. Years. You were saying the variation yeah. of Del Fuego, you added um, the... Yeah, we added the time in the barrel. The time in the barrel. Six weeks, you know. So the Chardonnay like, and... That's one of those, um, you know, kind of... those. That's one of those specialty things that we're going to kind of, like, sit on and... Yeah. And Now, um, over time, will it change its complexity or it's... I think so, you know. Yeah. I think, you know, from the barrel, we picked up a little Britannomyces, so oh. there's some... Um, Additional fermentation yeah, going on in the bottles. Yeah, there's some barnyardy character. Yeah. And we've had a couple, like, like two of these kegs that I've tapped every, you know, every once in a while, I, I check them just to... See how, they see go. how it's going. Yeah. Uh, it, Quality yeah. control. So yeah, every once in a while you get like, <laughs> as we call it Thursday night. But yeah. Thursday. Night. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna go check it tomorrow. He's like, oh yeah, it reminded me. Uh, so yeah, no, it's really good. It's it's kind of taken on a life of its own. And and, um, and what's the future of that particular um, brew? Is it going to be bottled? Is it just going to stay in kegs and specialty? You know, I don't it? know. That's that's like the. Um, that's like kind of the skunk works side of it, you mm. know. It's um, it's a great project, and you know, yeah, I'd love to see it, you know, kind of come out three times a year or whatever. But you know, in reality, it's probably going to start out as a you know a limited release, and right now, very re- limited release. Because <laughs> um, how much have, of it do you have? 
literally like eight eight five out five gallon kegs. Okay. So you know that's we've super got limited. Forty gallons of it. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're you know we're gonna do some like you know kind of sweeten the pot with some tap takeovers and some events. Yeah, that be... show up and tap something that's you know not available everywhere, and then. Once you know, once we really get the brewery in Bayshore online, and we're doing everything we want to do, then you know, then they have the opportunity to do that for, again. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, this was this is one barrel out of potentially like you know eight just for a fifteen barrel batch. So, okay. um, you know, there's another layer of manpower. Yeah, yeah. And oh, attention to detail it's associated with just, you know, just that one batch. Like you right almost now, assign a team to it in a sense. Yeah. Most that they constantly have to most uh, bigger breweries that have any kind of barrel aging program have somebody that just deals with monitoring, maintaining, uh, and keeping those barrels organized. Yeah. And now I've seen uh, I saw when Great South Bay brought in barrels mm-hmm. and that is that part of did you Kind no, of go on it. <laughs> Is that how no, it? our our barrel was separate. Separate. So yeah. yeah, they have they have some uh, some special projects kind of sitting in their barrels. Yeah, well, they do. Um, what was the one you like, Marauder? Marauder. Marauder. I haven't that's had that yet. I gotta try that. Yeah, I, I had that as the guys were racking. This. So that's you know oh, that's one of the really the benefits cool of being about, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Get it so, right out of the. Uh, I heard it's a collaborative industry. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean yes. Yeah. It's a it's a really fun industry and like I've not met a on Long Island that has been miserable you know fun <laughs> no I really haven't no. either I mean, I mean it's you know it's a, it's manual labor so like they're right. you know there's like we, we get grumpy you know but we also we don't get too grumpy because we know at the end of the end of the day you're making beer and yeah. getting paid for it I mean yeah, that's, yeah. there's a <laughs> there's a certain beauty to that that kind of you know makes all those aches and pains go away but you know in the end um, yeah it's you know it's manual labor and you know thank your Thank your local brewer for what they do. You know, when you find out somebody actually, like, you know, kegs or, you know, mashes in or, you know, filters beer for a living, you know, there's there's more that goes into it than, you know, just we're not. Just sitting around we're playing not, football. In the, yeah, uh, we're not drunks, man. <laughs> we're not. It's not what you think. We it's, are. <laughs> it takes a you lot of work. You shouldn't be. It's like, you yeah. know, as a doctor, you don't want him to be a drunk. You want him to yeah. have steady hands. So as a yeah. brewer, I want you to have steady hands and yeah. to be able to make the beer that I want to drink uh, perfectly every time. Yeah. I agree with that. It's a, yeah, it's a craft. And, you know, I think that, um, I think that that should be very well recognized and, and you know, I, yeah. You know, I, I salute all the brewers on Long Island for doing what they do because, you know, I know it's it's not easy, man. It's um, it, it can be a lot of work, but it, you know, it's also a lot of fun. Like, you know, there are very few places where you know somebody can, you know, come on, you know, two, three, four podcasts, and um, you know, have equal impact on each. You know, aside from Long Island, like. You know, and the beer scene is is uh, you know it's young, but it's coming up, and and I think, you know, in in the next four or five years, I think there's going to be, you know, I think the West Coast is the we- the West Coast, and you know the the, you know Pacific Northwest, the Northeast, like New England. I think I think there's going to be a, a resurgence in like mid Atlantic breweries soon, you know, and and um, I I think that a lot of the breweries that are opening up are doing a, a lot of really cool things that. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's every day there's yeah. something different going yeah. on, which is just either experimental or mm-hmm. keeping with the times. And 
uh, we always say, you know, here on Long Island, we have a really good scene, and it's yeah, just, it almost has just started. Yeah. It feels like it just started. Because yeah. it's only a few years in, like mm-hmm. 2009, when things were going down with a lot of the places around here, and every year something else comes out, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Yeah. Another one comes up, and we have our South Shore, we have our North Shore. Yeah. We have the Holbrook area and the Riverhead area, you know, little hubs mm-hmm. of people brewing, and it's awesome. It's definitely, yeah. gives us something to do. Yeah. Gives me something to go do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's not too many things I am passionate about. And one of the things is, is trying new beer and trying mm-hmm. um, stuff from local places and, and being there for these releases. I don't stand online. We talked about this. No. So don't I'm don't not. try to form a line outside. I don't, we have, won't be I don't have that kind of time. Dude, that's, no. for me, that's as like, you know, As you will no. know when you have yeah. a child, there is no time to I don't have yeah. stand yeah. online for that. Well, that's, you know, for me, I, I've, you know, I, I have the utmost respect for, you know, what some of those breweries do. Um, but, you know, for me, you know, successful beer is not a beer that I can get sold in one day because 400 people stand in line and buy, you know, four pack each. A successful beer to me is something that, you know, will. You can have a greater impact if you can reach a lot more people. Yeah. Like I want to, I would rather see, you know, rather than cans of Corona or Bud Light at, you know, Jets game or on the beach, like I'd rather see, you know, Fire Island or, you know, uh, you know, something from Dubco or something from Great South Bay, you know, one of the, somebody that's local that you can generally find out the name of the person that's making the beer. Which is nice. Yeah. It's nice to be able to just trace it right back to that one person. Yeah. And not Anheuser-Busch or Billy Bush or whatever the hell his name is. But I I think we're getting to that point. Craft beer is so much more accessible. You can get it everywhere now, which is, I mean, you don't, you, you know. You go into like a, like a Home D, like, so, you know, there's like, you know, in sales, you talk about like on-prem, off-prem, mm-hmm. and home D's versus you know your your average gas stations or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, You're like Sunoco's. Yeah, but like <laughs> you know, home D's have some of the best beer selections I've ever seen nowadays, especially on Long Island. Um, and then you even go into some some gas stations, and there's a significant uh, increase in the quality of the the. Yeah, it's not just like, Corona and Bud Light. And, yeah, you know, I mean or the, conver- the conversation Wolfie. is being had now. <laughs> Oldie you know? and Red Wolf. <laughs> yeah, the Red Dog is what yeah. I used to get at my Sunogo. It's just <laughs> terribleness. All right, listen, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're, we're reaching our ten o'clock mark again yep. without trying, and uh, we're going to come back with Dan. We'll wrap it up in a little bit. Uh, actually, if anyone like to call in, talk to Dan. Number here: five one six four six five three nine nine zero. Or 516-513-0515. Give us a call. Talk to Dan. We'll be right back after this. This is Ghost Radio, and you're getting drunk with Mike and Pete on the Word. Govs Radio. <laughs> you're listening to the Word on Govs Radio. Hey, uh, moron. It's pronounced the Wurt. What the hell is a Wurt? It's pronounced the Wurt. What is it? The Wurt? Yeah, okay, I'll do that again. This is the wart on Govs Radio. It is the wart. Not wart, not fort, not short. The wart. I'm sorry, I just don't know what that means. When do you guys start drinking? Who says we haven't been drinking? Where's mine? If I say it correctly this time, can I have a drink? Uh, we'll think about it. You're listening to the wart on Govs Radio. Nah, we're back. Wow, that was loud. Sorry, my fault. I just got, I'm back. 
think I've been drinking too much With Lighthouse. Yeah. I could drink a few more of those Lighthouses, by the Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Uh, so we cracked open some new beers. Oh, God. I'm on camera now. What? I'm on camera now. Oh, I didn't start the feed yet. Uh, here we go. Anybody listening... Uh, we are going to go live to Instagram. You can, uh, again, see Dan, and, and this time you'll get to see Pete. That's unfortunate. <laughs> well, it was on me a little bit and Dan before. Uh, now we're going to go to them. Mm. And, uh, yeah, sure. I hate uh, seeing how bald I am. That's really I, the It's problem. the light. It's the light. <laughs> you, know what, you know what Graz does? Uh, Graz wears a black beanie, and they call him the, uh, the black ball. Graz, you there? It's called a black... It's- Black testicle. Oh, you're the black <laughs> testicle. That's right. Yeah. I, first of all, this is the greatest show I've ever been on. Oh, uh, Anthony Graziadei, who is the host of Limo Talk here at Govs Radio, is here I to am? say hello. You are. You're the host of Govs Radio. What? You're the host of Limo Talk. I'm the host of. I am I the host. Are of you Limo drinking Talk? tonight? I have you started drinking? No. I'm I the host. Yeah, got what? I'm- I'm going to sleep. I've been working, oh, yeah. and I'm overnight. Oh. Here's what I want you to do. Okay, First yeah. of all, you yeah. need to get this show up so I can listen to it overnight. I'm going to Albany. Oh, when are you going? Tomorrow? I'm going tonight, 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, No promises on that one, guy. <laughs> I have to do some editing. There's no way that's going up tonight. I cursed a lot, Grass. No, it actually oh, did, wasn't, hi, it wasn't too bad. How are you? What's up, buddy? How's everything? Great. It wasn't too bad. Grass, say, how's, yes. uh, how's your Fire Island Brewery doing? Oh, uh, it's delicious. delicious. Uh, we're here with <laughs> Dan. Graz, say hi to Dan. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Graz? Good, Dan. You see the see the uh, the microphone to the right of you? Uh, yes, I do. Don't go near it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's where it's, I am. What do I... Why do you have do you have the phone? Oh, you're over there now. See, I'm not on Instagram, so I don't know where you got. You're on my microphone. I guess Please, so. Get me another cover, old tool. No, you know, like, <laughs> what? His ears are bad now. What are you talking about? I can't. Well, I, I can't see from Instagram. But aren't you guys? Is there somebody on my microphone? Yeah, Pete's on your mic. But you, it depends on where you sit that night. I mean, if Hector's in, you're on one. Well, now and then, and now we're, I'm again, we're do doing something. freaking show prep over the air again, Duras. You, you draw us into show prep on the air every time. Hey, what, Graz? What's the schedule like next week, huh? <laughs> Graz, well, what are you, what are you doing you to the microphone? Next week we're, we're pretty free. Okay, wide open. I got it. Uh, I have. I actually have a question. I don't want to uh, kill the show. So here we go, Dan. My, our, our producer Thomas Santiago wants to go on a beer and wine tour in March. Okay, and I'm taking him to bait. I do beer tour. I do wine tours out of Baiting Hollow, uh, Lens and Puglazi out of the Library Cafe. He wants me to choose one brewery by Baiting Hollow to mm-hmm. go to. Where would I go? Um, Greenport. I guess. Well, so. he has to. I, well, I don't. I don't honestly know where. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so. Baiting Hollow is like 72 off the off the Long Island Expressway. It's over by Splish Splash. I okay. That's also <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I hate to admit it. Like so, my my wife is the Long Islander in the family, and I'm from Jersey, so I am. You're useless. I am. <laughs> I am. Graz is very forward with. But I, if I were to recommend one brewery yeah. to go to, I'd recommend Fire Island. There brewery. you go. Boom. That's there, where it was going. Done. Come, I come would to, recommend uh, it too, but I think you're a little further than. No, he's in Bayshore. He's on the you way. You get everyone in Bayshore. Uh, where's he leaving out of? It's leaving out of farming. We're leaving, got out, everyone we're boozed leaving, up. We're leaving out of the, uh, the library cafe. Right. So are you kidding me? Oh, you're oh, going to go to 25 oh, Drexel Drive in Bayshore. Cross, <laughs> I got gonna... two breweries for you for the yeah, price exactly. of one. Yeah, exactly. Two breweries for the price of one. Yes. You can go to Great South Bay you and called then you can in walk over right to Dan time. in the same building. <laughs> Dan, I do, um, I do, I've been doing it for about 10 years. We're going, and, and now I don't know if you're familiar with Bayshore, 
Uh, God, I, I'm going to He's in it. He's, I, dead. he's familiar. No, your turn. <laughs> There's a, 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 a Lessings just took over. What's the, the, the bar that Lessings just took over? I told Is that Southside Hotel? What? No, I don't know. No, it's, no, um, it's the they one took in. Over, they took over a bar in Bayshore. Matty um, Irishman? No. No. I know God. which one it is. We'll talk, we can figure it out later. So well, anyway, I want, we want to do beer tours from out there that. out to a couple of places. So right. now you recommend mm-hmm. it come to you and somewhere else? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you're coming out of Bayshore, you might as well stop at all the Bay. You might as well just uh, yeah, do you Bayshore. Got, honestly, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you got four Bayshore. stops in Bayshore yeah. that are awesome. And they're all awesome. Yeah. Okay. There's a few in so, Riverhead that's not far, you know, not too yeah, far. No. Yeah, Yeah, but even then, why why do that? I know. I mean, uh, unless he really wants to go on a wine tour, I mean, then you're going to go out of there anyway. How do you want to get? Mm-hmm. Then you stop out there. But if you're going to stay, you might as well leave out of Farmingdale, you know, yep. to and from the library, and then you stop yep. at uh, in Drexel Drive, which is where Great South Bay and Fire Island is uh, with Dan. Then you can go can down to- Can you take to, 15 people, Dan? Yes. You do it on Saturdays. I, you know what, you. Why are we doing this on air? Yeah, <laughs> again, you tell me what. <laughs> Listen, I have his card here. I'll just Gross, give you I'll his leave a card number. for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Graz, if you want me to come on your show, we can talk about yes, this. Yes, tomorrow. Show all day. Limo talk tomorrow, eight to ten, right here on Gov's Why Radio. Why are these questions on air? Yeah, we curse a lot. <laughs> No, I, we I'm we don't curse looking, any I'm more than we do. To take sponsorship from my studio there. See that old tool room right there? He built. Yeah. It's my it's mine now. So we want to get like a mate like like the Fire Island Brewery Studio. All right. Yeah. I'll bring in a tin tacker. There you go. Why do we? I, I think I have one outside. Why magic do we hat. <laughs> we'll just make it the Magic Hat Studio too. Pete, shut the hell up. You take my call. No, that's me. That's me. And, <laughs> All right, listen, guys. Tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna talk more at length about this, and I'm dead serious. <laughs> the The tour should come out of Farmingdale and head out to Bayshore. There's four really great breweries out there we can talk about. Now, what's the best beer that comes out of Fire Island Brewery? Well, uh, so right now we're drinking the Red Wagon IPA, which is gonna segue into our last section here. Um, Red Wagon is one of the flagships of Fire Island Brewery, and it is delicious. I've always gone to this when I'm looking for an IPA on tap at a local bar. Um, we also had today uh, the uh, Isla, Isla del Fuego, which is Isla del Fuego, and or the IDA, mm-hmm. uh, IDF, 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 and then we also had the Lighthouse Ale, which was uh, delicious amber. Um, do you so, make a stout? We do. Oyster, Have you been listening? A sunken fairy oyster stout. Yes. Is that good? Is that good with like like a lobster bisque or something like Ooh. that? It, whatever, it's good with whatever you want it to be nice. good with. Dan, you got to do me a favor. You got. You're gonna have to curse when you come on my show. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> I got you. There it is. There if it you is. listen to some off broadcast, they should have picked you up a long time ago. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep. There it is. All right, Pete. Pete. Graz. I love you. We love having you on. I'm glad you called. It's always Stay good. well, Pete. Say hello to your family and Mike. I'll see you. So- I'll see you tomorrow. Bye, Dan. We'll see you at the next PTA meeting, Grass. Have a good night. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) We're in the same town. (laughs) Shut up, you guys. Make a fun of me now. Make my show again tomorrow night. Yes. (laughs) Limo Talk tomorrow night. Yeah, Limo Talk, Grass today. Here we go. Here we go. Limo Talk, Grass today. GubsRadio.com. The work rule. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) Sounds like Grass needs a nap. All right, later. (laughs) All right. He's I like him. He's, he's, I can't <laughs> wait to be on oh, that no, show. Oh, he's, no, he's, there's nothing Ooh. better than Graz. I'm telling you. It's the only reason why I stuck with him for a year and a half now is because of that. <laughs> because it's just uh, – it, it, it's ADD radio beyond ADD radio. Oh, I'm, God. I'm is that it. what – I, I, I mean – You were here for the one show. I was here for the one you show. You couldn't get a word in edgewise, right? It was – There's no way you could talk because there's a thousand things okay, going why on. Why are you so one, quiet? Right? <laughs> Boom. I love it's it. just like that. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not a structured – as potentially what we... Really? No. <laughs> structure, what's that? 
But damn, is it a lot of fun to listen to. And uh, go to GothamGoldGrass.com for all your limo needs and for the, uh, I guess, the archive of all the podcasts. You can also hear them on Gov's radio on the replays throughout the work day. Anytime, tune in and check it out. More than likely, since there's 34 shows of his and only three of mine, you're going to hear his more than you hear mine. Or more than you heard uh, New York Sports Mafia. Mafia. There you go. Um, so that was awesome. Thanks, Grass, for calling in. We appreciate it. So, again, we're drinking the Red Wagon IPA. Tell us a little bit about this. It's one of my favorites from you, i got to admit. Thank you. Um, yeah, the, I, not much to tell. I mean, it's a, it's a straight-up American-style IPA. Um, you know, definitely more malt and hop forward than most, or more malt forward than than most IPAs these days. But you know, we try to we try to hit that balance of um, kind of uh, you know nutty, caramelly, malty. Yeah. Plus, yep. you I know, like I imme- immediately candy, like the color, bright citrus. Yeah. The color is what really does it for me. When I yeah. when I see a beer of that magnitude with that color, it just I'm excited. Yeah. I could just go by that most of the time. It's um. Again, this is you know this is an exercise in uh, subtlety. It's um, we're not trying to hit you over the head with uh, with a juice bomb. We're not trying to you know give you the most bitter thing in the world. We're just trying to give you something that's that's going to work with a steak, a burger. That burger. you know if you're you know if it was a long day on the beach when you're you know if you had a tough day lifeguarding and you know I don't know. <laughs> no, it's true. Some at, uh, David point. Hasselhoff gave you a hard time. <laughs> You're like, oh, I need to. I really need to drown my. Summer. I need something hoppy. I need summer you when know? I need her. Yeah, she was my favorite. Nicole Eckert. Oh. Mm, I don't know summer. I, I didn't I mean, watch for much Baywatch. Goes, Baywatch. I mean, Pam Anderson. Yeah, <laughs> too yeah. fake for me. I like the, uh, the 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 girl next door. Pam Anderson before she was Pam Anderson Lee. Good point. Before the boat incident, yes, <laughs> <laughs> where it wasn't too dirty, but it was. Wait, you know. did the boat hit her face? No, the she, had she a lot hit of something with her face. <laughs> <laughs> something definitely hit her face. I don't think it was the moon. I, um, I should, I should be a joke setter. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> knock him out, Dan. Um, we had, um, oh, what did we have? We had uh, several things. Oh, I, I know what I wanted to ask you, Dan. Um, what I don't, what people probably don't know, is what goes in and the work that goes into what you as a head brewer do each day. Can you run us through like a typical day? Uh, do, you, do you have to go in tomorrow? Uh, I do. Okay, so do. W- give us just a, a, an idea of what you're going to be doing tomorrow. Okay, when you walk in and you know, what throughout the day, what you have to do and what your responsibilities are. Yeah, so like, I mean, you know, it's a small business, so there's a lot of. Um, kind of jumping around, you kind of have to be flexible. So, um, you know, most days I'm taken up with, um, you know, brewing activities. So like, you know, on a given brew day, like say if I'm, if I'm getting ready to brew. So, so we brewed a, a Maybach actually. Oh, nice. Um, oh, I got a guy that's going to love that. Nice. Yeah. I so like freaking loves Maybach. Oh, you do yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Dead guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So last week we, we decided, you know, um, we were going to kind of try to put down something a little bit special, a little bit bigger, and and uh, we made a, a Maybach that we're shooting for like six point eight seven percent on. Ooh, nice. Um, it's a you know basic, pretty basic malt bill. Um, a lot of German stuff, a little bit of wheat thrown in there, some Munich malt for a little color, um, and then we used only one hop, Saint Celia, I believe, is the pronunciation, but 
You know, it's a low a uh, a low alpha acid uh, German style hop. So now, what's the difference between that and some you know another popular hop variety? So uh, I there there are a couple of different. I I kind of look at them as hop families. So there's like German noble hops, which are you know your Tetnang, your Hollertau, your Saz, uh, you know, and the and the families that come from them. And Saint Celia is one of those. And which one uses the Saz? You had mentioned it before. Uh, Black Forest Brewhouse, Black the Pilsner. Oh, yeah. okay. I knew it was. Um, so yeah, the the Saint Celia kind of comes from this this uh, German noble heritage, and I. I be- I'm not a again. I'm not a hop biologist, so um, <laughs> why not, Dan? <laughs> I know. So I, I'm pretty sure there's also some English, like you know, Golding Fuggle heritage in there too. Oh, yeah. So it you know kind of has this like it's like dog breeding. Noble. Yeah, it, it kind of is. <laughs> no, I'm I mean, serious. I mean, look, it's definitely uh, strains on strains, and they got a crossbreed and hybrids. Gregor and... Gregor Mendel started out Absolutely. by crossbreeding roses, Absolutely. and, and yeah. you know that's that's why we're where we are today with hops. You know, Absolutely. So. Um, yeah, basically, like you know, this is a it's a hybrid hop that has, you know, some really good flavor and aroma characteristics. So, you know, we we wanted to do a Maybach. We really like lagers. It's something that we feel that we can do exceptionally well. Um, and we also want to do beers that are going to be approachable for most people. Like we don't. There are a lot of guys doing sours and hazy IPAs and stuff on the island. Goes. And yeah, goes is, you know. So we don't want to – we're not we're not at a point where we're ready to kind of dip our toe into that arena. So we're going to do stuff that we like that we think that there's a – There's enough people doing for. that stuff. Yeah. You don't need to be the other person doing that stuff. You exactly. You can do, yeah. like you said, the solid stuff that just works – yeah. Is anyone else on Long Island making a Maybach? Right I there? can't that's, think you know, of anybody so off the top of my head. No, not, that's, that's not a good enough reason right there are. to do it. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> so, I know enough people that like Maybachs yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. That they would choose that over something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially a local brew. Yeah. So, you know, we make the beer. All right. Well, okay. So, yeah, I'm, uh, we're talking about my, my day as a brewer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so my, my brew day for this Maybach was. Jesus Christ. Sorry. I, I that's weird. thought that was my phone. <laughs> um I'm sorry, I'm going to have to check my phone. Oh, sure. Um, no, so I thought that, uh, you know, it would be fun to kind of brew a Maybach. Um, kind of tweaked a, a little bit of a recipe, kind of, you know, used um, some of the parameters as far as, like, you know, what we wanted our ABV to be, uh, what we wanted our color to be, what we wanted our, um, you know, bitterness to be, and yada, yada, yada. So basically using those parameters and the materials that we had on hand, I put together a pretty basic, simple recipe in um, um, Beer Smith. I think I, I, I always forget. Is that a there's, piece of software or something? You yeah. Oh. So there's it's homebrewing software. There's like Beer Smith and then there's like, I, I, I forget the other one. Um, anyway, I digress. Put together this recipe, um, weighed out all the ingredients, milled it in into our grist case. Next day came in. Had the hot liquor tank heated up to 190 degrees, mashed in basically, you know, um, for 15, 20, uh, 20 minutes, half an hour. By blending this 190 degree water with cold city water, um, as it was hitting the, the grain, it was, as it was being augered in, and that's basically mashing in, right? So um, after that whole process, we let the, uh, the malt and the uh, water sit. Um, Looks like a porridge, 
acts like a porridge. It's a big, thick mash. Mm. So um, after about an hour, we check and make sure that the um, uh, all the starches have, have been converted over to sugars. It, stop me if I'm getting too scientific. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, we like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, sugars are converted. We cut the uh, cut the mash there. We start recirculating, which is called a Vorloff. Okay. Um, so that basically just kind of pre-clarifies before we start uh, running the And the for wort. layman's terms, it's just a, a pump that comes in and out and back and through, Exactly, right? yeah. yeah. We're basically recirculating the liquid from the bottom of the mash tun Correct. to the top of so the So it gets mash. an equal amount yeah. of, yeah. you know, the absorption of the various things that may be involved in... Yeah, and basically, basically the mash acts as a, like the, the physical structure of the mash, like all that spent grain, there's... there's uh, you know the husks of the grain that act as kind of a filter bed, and they kind of help us filter out the the floury stuff, all the chunks and stuff. So you know, we when we actually run off and collect the sweet wort into the kettle, uh, sweet wort. There it is. Um, <laughs> okay. We <Yeah>. actually. <laughs> I don't know why I have to go with the gunshots <laughs> again. Either. The only thing <laughs> I have on we this need machine. Else on that it's got to be. It's got to be the can. It's got to be the can opener. Uh, I'll I'll, um, I'll isolate it and put it in here eventually. Sh- 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 no, that's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then we're shooting Sounds the top like of the it. same thing. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, we we collect the the sweet wort in the kettle, uh, and then we boil it, and then we add the hops, um, and that that whole process, you know, from like basically milling in and mashing in to uh, casting out a a fresh batch of Maybach wort. That that usually takes about an about eight hours. Um, okay. Okay. And so Cuts. that's in like recirculation in that eight hours. No. So it's you're you're so you're basically doing this mash in phase for about half an hour in the beginning, and then you're doing the uh, mash for about an hour, and then you're doing the recirculation phase for about twenty minutes to half an oh, hour, okay, and right. then you're doing the um, wort collection phase, which is you know could could be up to two hours, and then the boiling, which is. Uh, um, <laughs> Every oh. time now, it's got to be. I got to keep it potted up, but we'll have can openings later. Okay. And the, is uh, there a sound effect that we could do for the wort? Like, is there a, a a pump running in the background that we could? I don't I think, know. I think that would be just as out of place as a gunshot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just be like a hump. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah. The, all the all the sound effects that you could take from the brewery are very. Uh, obscure, right? Just you know, oh, oh, the, that's an air compressor. Oh, that's a pump. <laughs> oh, that's a that could be tap, which is just metal on metal. Kachink, kachink. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much Ah, oh, god damn it! That's a brewer hitting his <laughs> thumb on something. Um, so yeah, you know, basically like make t- taking a, taking a batch of beer from grain to fermenter takes about eight hours. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also. Um, you know, cellar work, like, you know, not only making sure the tanks are clean to put the, you know, the fresh word in with the yeast and, you know, start your, you know, clean fermentation and have a nice clean finished product. You know, there's also like some people don't think about like dropping yeast out of out of a tank because the longer your yeast is in, in contact with your beer, the more likely you are to have um, yeast autolysis flavors or, you know, kind of funky, meaty. Right. Um, nothing... Nothing that you'd want in your beer. Um, and then, you know, there's also dry hopping, filtering if you're doing something like most of our beers are filtered. So it's a little bit less of, uh, of an amount of time to get the beer from being um, unfiltered to filtered. Right. Um, but there's still a lot of setup and breakdown of the equipment. A lot I would of imagine, the yeah, equipment. just constant. Yeah. And, and what about, 
It's, it's the thing we always talk sterilization. So mm-hmm. how how are you constantly making sure you have like a sterile environment? So we use we use two different ways to do that. Um, there's either hot water sterilization. So you know I'll basically like like if I'm filtering, I'll hook up my uh, my trap filter uh, to my you know my product line. Uh, and then I'll just basically run 190 degree water through that for like yeah. half an hour, 45 minutes, seal that up, burn it let that out. cool. Yeah, basically burn it off. That's exactly what we say. And I do the same thing for my my wortway okay. when I'm casting out. So, um, you know, you burn it off and you you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> not, <laughs> I'm <stop>. sorry. <laughs> no, no, okay. All right. I'll turn it off. At post production. Yes. Post-production. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so you you um, yeah we burn it off and then you know we lock it up and. You know, theoretically, it's Sealed sanitized. There, yeah, yeah. Um, we can also use uh, parasitic acid, which is essentially like um, hydrogen peroxide on oh, okay. steroids. You, you can use iodine. I, I know people that use bleach, but that's highly un unadvisable. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. So yeah, you know, high level like you know, heat or steam sterilization. Followed by chemical sterilization, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like the similar yeah. way as you know in the restaurant business, the chemicals that run through the dishwasher, mm-hmm. and it's basically a hot water wash. Then yeah. it's a um, a detergent. Then it's a um, well, quaternary it's yeah. quaternary ammonium is actually that's a the uh, second round, right? And then the yeah, third round the is a um, oh, correct. Yeah, so the detergent the, sanitizer, and then there's like the thing that gets like for instance glass uh-huh. that'll get the um, rinse agent, r- yeah, rinse agent, rinse agent. Yeah. There you go. So I, I know it's a three-step. I know process my dishwasher has a has a funny term for it, but it's something I don't remember. No, what I, I, don't I just know changed it, it last week, and I don't remember what it's called. Something, something. It's just called rinse. It says rinse on it. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is a very similar process. It's just yeah. a, a couple stages of basically mm-hmm. getting rid of all the things that could have gotten stuck to the stainless steel, right? It's stainless yeah. steel. So yeah, I mean, um, you're going to have very little contact and very little scraping on most of your uh, ingredients. Yeah. So you're not going to get you know gouges that you have to really sit there and brush yeah. out and things like that. The, so. You know the one the one piece of equipment, well the two pieces of equipment that generally require the most attention are the kettle and the um, the lauder ton. Okay. And those we also we don't we is don't that because you're adding the ingredients directly yeah. in there and it's so, yeah there's there's uh so in the boil kettle um, you build up a lot more residue because you're boiling the liquid mm. you're you're depositing you're 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 precipitating a lot of the um, ingredients up to the top, and then it gets a ring. Yeah, and you, you see a lot more. You know, it's like if you take the, you know, you take a, bot, a, a pot and you boil water in it, and then you dump that water out, and then you add more water and you boil that. You know, you eventually get a ring of, you know, correct, yeah, deposit. Correct. Um, so we get a lot of that. Um, so yeah, those are. So the the kettle is probably the dirtiest thing that we deal with, the okay. lauder ton second most, but those two pieces of equipment don't And that keeps you busy throughout be. a day. I mean, those aren't easy, yeah. quick fixes. That takes a good couple hours to really make sure that's... Yeah, I'll actually dedicate an entire day. Like oh, every my. every two, three months, I'll dedicate an entire day just to cleaning my, my Do you have a house. schedule? Like, do you have a, like a whiteboard of things that need to get done and you keep... I do, actually. I, yeah. I used to take pictures of it to show people, but I, I no, <laughs> seriously. I no, I would I, imagine, because to, to yeah. keep track of that mm-hmm. and go, ah, oh, is today the third f- Friday of the month and should yeah. I be doing this? You know? Yeah. I would imagine you'd have to... Ca- Keep yeah, some I'll sort go of through and like I'll you know I'll take my tentative schedule and I'll write down all the all the um, high level activities that we're doing like oh you know brew this is a brew day this is a brew day this is a filter day this is a you know packaging day whatever it might be right um, so yeah I mean you know I what's guess what's the most exciting day 
The most Edible. exciting day. I mean, you know, first packaging day ever was very exciting. Oh, first, yeah. um, and you know, we did we did canning, and then we also did bottling. So okay, um, and you of course had to just take one right off the line and crack it into. Yeah, and that was day. really cool. You That's know, a cool experience. Um, I could imagine. Yeah, so first brew day was also really exciting. Um, this is really cool. You know, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of excitement to be had in the brewing industry yeah, if you really look for it. You know, because you know it's not like you know, we're not making we're not making mattresses. We're not making Bud <laughs> yeah. Light. So, like, if you did, it would be delicious. Yeah, people people are very excited <laughs> about awesome. this stuff. So that's a big uh, that's for me a big um, source of excitement. You know, right, like absolutely. I don't I don't necessarily like you know if, uh, to be straight up. Like it, you know, it took me about an hour hour and fifteen minutes to drive here from Patchogue. So oh, you came from Patchogue. I now did, I feel yeah. so bad. No, don't please. <laughs> I mean, that's great that you came. That's actually really awesome. Like, and now I, I have really that as leverage to anybody else that gives me shit. <laughs> yeah. about, like I'm like a half an hour. Like fuck you, Dan came out from Patchogue to I Governor's. Got, you could just be like, I got this. Can this can easily be another Fire Island episode? That's right. We could do this tomorrow, and, <laughs> yeah. and he'd be definitely willing to come out and share share with us some oyster stuff that he has in a cellar somewhere. That'd be fan fantastic. Yeah. Um, I got two questions for you. Yeah. Number one, I noticed the change in artwork. Uh-huh. I'm a big artwork guy. Mm-hmm. I love the way artwork looks on cans. I love what people are doing with it, hiring local artists and stuff like that. Tell me about the change in the artwork on the cans, because I know they were different, and now they almost seem like children's story-esque, and I love it. Yeah. I really do love the. It's almost like a rebranding. It's yeah, it's definitely, um, and it, it's it's absolutely a, a rebranding. You know, it's it's kind of taking the um the low key like fun nature of what Fire Island is and throwing it back into the brand you know like um so a company called Sea Level it, are the folks that actually do it um and now what it, what it's their role are they designers they're, the, they're graphic designers okay, cool. um Christine are they local the or are they they're local yeah okay, so cool. we're yeah we're trying to do you know pretty much everything that we can as locally as possible. Where so, are they out of? Do you know? I mean, uh, I'm sure you know, but uh, oh, I don't. Know or do I put you on the spot and say, <laughs> no, "You no. should know, Dan." <laughs> exactly. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you can always follow our our Instagram and there you go. Yeah, I'm sure. Sea level is definitely on there. Like any any of the um, any of the images of our branding, Sea mm-hmm. um, level's tagged in it. That's awesome. Um, if not, you know, reach out to it. Like DM us on Instagram or you know Facebook or Twitter, and mm-hmm. and uh, or you know we do have the um, we do have the the brewery hotline, so I don't Ooh. know if you guys. No, I don't know the brewery hotline. Is it on your card? Uh, it, it is not. Summon um, of a bitch. It is. Well, you have it, Ed. Uh, Make sure people know the brewery hotline uh, at Fire Island Brewery. That's uh, Instagram at Fire Island Beer. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Oh, Fire, yeah, Fire Island Beer at Fire Island Beer. You're also on Twitter. I see you sent a lot of information out to uh, your listenership on Twitter. Appreciate that. We try to, yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, it's how the kids find out about the fun things that are going on. <laughs> we got to right? get the kids involved. I know. So these these millennials. <laughs> By the way, can I just let you know because I know you've been seeing me. My phone's blowing up. My uh-huh. my thing. Are you ready for this? I'm gonna I'm gonna share something with you mm-hmm. live on air today. Might as well because this is live and impactful. First to time the, ever. No, no. Well, yes and no. Um, I got a text message from my bar manager. Mm-hmm. Um who got a Yelp review. Now, us in the uh, restaurant industry wish Yelp would fucking burn to the ground because it's a bunch of angry people who didn't get what they want. And for hospitality-wise, we try to give everybody what they want, 
But there comes a point where they're the asshole. I'm sorry. And I've been in the business <laughs> for 20 years. There comes a point where I've done everything I can to exhaust every moment of my patience with you. And I'm very good at patience. I have kids. I teach high school. I have so much patience. People call me a saint. All how much the patience. patience. All the patience in the world is within me. Trust me. And I'm the most easygoing person. But it comes to the point where I am now not the problem anymore. You're the problem. So anyway, uh, she got a Yelp review. Mm-hmm to the restaurant um, with someone complaining about the restaurant itself being overpriced, watered down drinks, and the fact that whoever served that person uh, claimed that we have no policy for buybacks and we you're not owed a buyback. Okay. So now, first of all, this never happens because there is no buyback policy anywhere in. There's not a free drink policy. Yeah, free drink. Right. On the Don't give me the meatballs. I, right. It's not just meatballs. It's anywhere because I've heard it in other places too, and people say it. And I, I'm usually pretty upfront. I said, "You're going to have a beer. You're not going to get a free beer because of that. This isn't fucking Chili's. You're not going to get a two for one. I'm sorry." <laughs> Number two, and I don't, I don't say that to them. I'm saying that in my head. By I don't, the way, I, I don't, don't think Chili's offers a two for one. Right, well, anytime. It's, right, well, it's buy one get one, yeah. whatever it is. And it's the same amount of beer if you put it in a. Wait, do they it. actually do that? Chili's, yeah, used to, oh yeah. yeah, it was two first. Yeah, yeah, it's two first. And here I am going to like local restaurants and stuff <laughs> trying to do the right thing. No, nah, you don't want to Crazy. do that. The local restaurants do it right because they they implement this idea of. Uh, keeping the customers happy. Mm-hmm. And if you run up a, a large enough tab or if you're you're buying and you're consistently buying and you, you've given me a card and it came to the point, I am someone that will absolutely hook you up. There's no there's no doubt about it. There's not like uh, a thing where I'm like, on the third drink, you get the fourth drink for free. There's nothing like that. If there was, it'd be printed on the wall. It'd be in our menus. It would say that. Then you know you're going to get three drinks. It'd be drinks. a terrible business model. It'd be terrible. It doesn't exist. It's It's, it's absolutely ludicrous. So someone wrote this Yelp review of the whole thing, uh-huh. and now there's, you know, of course, 15- Basically accusing Austin. your restaurant of not being the pay less shoes of <laughs> Or over-serving bars. people. Like that's, or yeah. over-serving people, too. I mean, first of all, the drinks aren't watered down. As a cocktail menu, it's been derived from one bartender who absolutely knows how she creates a cocktail. She knows what she's doing. And so these drinks are not watered down. If you want to get a uh, vodka soda, you're going to get a vodka soda with the equal amounts of what you're supposed to get. So don't order a vodka soda if you don't want a vodka soda. If you want something strong, then get yourself vodka on the rocks and get a side soda and mix it your fucking self. Because otherwise, you're going to get your standard pour, your four, whatever, two ounce, three ounce, whatever you want. I'm going on a rant. I apologize, Dan. But it just pisses me off because now everyone's uh, chiming in um, and everyone's going, let's just give up our shifts. <laughs> this, we're out. Um Whatever. So anyway, um, the 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 whole premise of buybacks, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. As you did, you ever bartend? You ever? Uh, yes. I, I mean, I'm sure yeah. everything you just told us in your story. There's got to be a moment where you're bartending. Um, there was never a policy written into anything. You would have a manager maybe tell you, okay, this is our policy, but it's not in writing. Nor do you have to do exactly what it says. So it really gets to me that there are people that again are probably. Uh, coming into a place and thinking about, ah, oh, I can't wait to get my free drink. Every place you walk into, you think Applebee's is going to give you a fucking buyback? I don't think so. Chili's going to give you a buyback just because our name is in a, a brand across America that you, you deserve a buyback? I, I, I just don't get it. Thoughts? My, my feeling... <laughs> it's too much. I'm sorry. My feeling is, like, it's great um, that you're so passionate about that, but, like, 
when you when you go in a restaurant, right? You're you're basically entering into a contract where, you know, I, I give you money for your services and for your goods, right? So I, I pay the bar I tip the bartender for his yep. service and I pay the restaurant for their goods and services, right? So when you get a watered down drink, if you do get a watered down drink, then order a beer. Then order a beer. <laughs> I don't think your um, your problem is necessarily you know with the um, the, with the bartender. It's with the fact that you know you just happen to like you know like if you there. It's a it's a it's a grayscale thing, you know. I like, I like what you said. You enter into a contract the minute you walk in there. There's a relationship that happens mm-hmm. the minute you start sitting down and opening a tab or starting something, and that includes both the bartender's part and the customer's part. Yeah. It's a relationship. Yeah, I find that immediately. So it starts with you know the the uh, the salutations. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts with their first order and the information. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it includes then what goes on then after any conversation that it includes and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So if you're sitting there at the bar and you're really truly asking, you know, when am I going to get my buyback drink? Again, that's the point where you've crossed the line, you've ruined the relationship and you're the asshole, like a bad girlfriend or a bad boyfriend, depending on who's listening. <laughs> I will preface the next thing that I say by saying that the customer is never wrong. I know, I know. Hospitality, <laughs> I got it. I understand because I've dealt with a lot of, you know, but you're not that, you're not wrong about, no, about I know. thinking that. Like You're saying the right thing, but yeah. you're thinking on the same wavelength as me. Because yeah, exactly. Because I know you're human and you know that's how p- shitty people can be. I mean, if, you're, if your first thought is not like, I can't wait to have a really good experience and stay here for three or four drinks and then, you know... At that point, maybe you know the bartender is going to be like, "Oh, this guy's you know, the, or this couple, or whoever, you know, whatever the you right, know, whatever. scenario is." Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll throw some. You know, maybe it's an appetizer, or whatever. Right. You know? I don't buy food back because I can't. That yeah. I can't do. But I can definitely buy you back a bottle of Bud. I mean, yeah. it's a, f- a four or five dollar bottle of six bottle yeah. bottle of Bud. Fine. If it's overpriced, I get it. That's why I'm buying you back because yeah. for us, it, the cost is a dollar. And what's it going to hurt? Yeah. It's only going to improve our relationship. Yeah. But if you're going to sit there and ask for it. And wonder what our policy is. Again, if there was a policy to be written down in the stuff that you kind of walked in on mm-hmm. and have agreed to a contract, which there isn't. So that's what bothers me about the whole situation. Yeah, that's it's just, obviously whoever's whoever's going into a bar and and kind of pre pre anticipating a a buyback scenario is like a little a little in their own reality. That's and correct. Like I would say, yeah, hey, you know, don't. Uh, and nor, uh, would, nor as a oh, bartender would I ever sit there. You don't need that there. guy's business. Yeah, no, honestly. exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what people are saying. Like, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a joke. They don't deserve to be there anyway then because they don't even, you know, it, it was like that, uh, did I send you that Laugh or uh, Funny or Die clip about bartending? Where, <laughs> where I, 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 I'd like something with tequila. He goes, why don't you do me a favor? Why don't you turn around? Uh, come back in the bar, sit down, and act like you've been in a fucking bar before. <laughs> like, that, that's the kind of thing I'm saying. Like, people just act <laughs> like... They just don't have a clue. Like, yeah. I, I, you've been in a bar before. You know the deal. Maybe you've been spoiled at somewhere mm-hmm. else, and that's no, a business that probably is failing. Don't come in here to a business that's thriving and ask for something. You'll yeah. get it if you deserve it. That's the way it should work. Yeah, it's like you don't you don't go into a like I wouldn't I wouldn't walk into a, a Jeep dealer and say I'd I'd like to test drive a Tesla, please. <laughs> um, you just uh, you're you're in the you wrong can, place. You can keep asking, you know, and they, like I'm sure people are gonna like. Respectfully say, look, I'm sorry, sir. You, you're you're not going to be able to drive that that rocket ship. But I here, want a you know? Tesla here now. That's yeah. the way they. That that's my point. That's you know, there's the an, there's another really funny um, video clip that I've seen online where it's 
it's a, a young lady that goes up to a taco truck, like a you know, like a one of these you know, like a, a classy little food truck, right? And guys making tacos, and she's like, "I'd like one taco, please, but can you can you replace the chicken with turkey, uh, preferably sliced turkey? And can you take that tortilla and make that wheat bread? And I'd like some mayo and lettuce and tomato, please." And it's like. You wanted a turkey you, sandwich. You walked out of up text. to a taco truck, like, <laughs> and you're asking for we're good. A turkey we, sandwich. We're happy to we're happy to accommodate, but <laughs> within the bounds yeah. that makes sense. That's yeah. really what it comes yeah. down to. Like if somebody came to the brewery and was like, "Yeah, I'd like you know, I'd like a can I have a Guinness? scotch and soda? <laughs> can I have a Guinness?" I'd be like, "I have a I have an oyster stout, yeah. <laughs> but I can offer you, but yeah. I want a Guinness, and they told me it would be here. Yeah. That's the way I it just." Baffles my mind sometimes how yeah. people think they're going to be treated in a bar, and they, it's they think they're owed something. That's hey, that's my problem. Human nature, man. Human I know. Nature. I'm, I'm with you. Um, Dan, let me ask you a question. This is my. Uh, I asked you the day in the life, and I asked you about the the labels. But at what point in all this that we talked about tonight did you finally step back and say, "I made it"? Was it at Fire Island, or was it previous to that, or where was it in this timeline? I mean, I, I guess it depends on what your definition of I made, I made it, it is, that you know? I ha- so much so, and, and no offense to either of us, I know we're nobodies, but um, that there are people calling out to you, wanting to to get to you know know your brewery, know your beer. People are looking for you. People want this in their place. At what point do you have a restaurant calling you saying, "I need more of this," and you're like, "Oh, oh, snap!" Like people are drinking this. Um, that's a that's a really good question. Like <laughs> you know, like. Loaded I, question, maybe? I don't know. No, I don't think loaded. And I, you know, I don't think you guys should refer to yourselves as nobodies. I mean, well, like this is a three like episodes a, in, we're we're getting there. I mean, you know, it's it's been it's been fun. I've I've enjoyed it. I I can't wait to come back. Frankly, awesome. Yeah, we'll be, um, we'll definitely have you back. There's no doubt about that. Thank you. But yeah, no, like I can't say that I feel like you know I've hit that like I've made it point yet. And I don't know if you know. I don't know if that's because I don't know what that point was in my life yet. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm not. Look, I I'm 31. I haven't seen a you know a whole lot of life. Like I've seen some, but I don't know if I've. I just all wait the till you have there. a kid. You'll see some life. I know. Yeah, that's so when you that, have to change an up the backer. Then you're gonna have the backer. My brother-in-law calls it a code black. Oh, <laughs> well, that's initially when you get the uh, the tar crap uh, from the initial first first few. This sounds. I think we should have a a whole baby. There should talk, be another yeah podcast. We just talk like, the word, talk. and then there's like the baby the, talk. The after show baby talk. Yeah. Where it's the, just, she or the reasons down. I drink. As <laughs> the reasons <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. drink. Yeah. That could be a segment. We'll go into that. Uh, but, yeah, no, like, uh, you know, for me, like, beer has been a – it's been a passion. It's not been like a – I'm – like, I'm not I, – I don't do it for fame. I don't do it for, obviously, fortune. Um, <laughs> I, I do it because, like, I, you know, I like beer, and I think that there is – I think – Beer is going to save the world, and you know, I hopefully, hundred percent agree. Hopefully, I have a little influence. If on we that, can yeah. drop cases of beer over in Baghdad, is that still a place where there's shit going on? I don't know. I think mm-hmm. they might have a brewery. They may, in have, a, they may have a problem. Yeah. Ba- Baghdad IPA. <laughs> they have bunker. Uh, bunker. Oh, they're right a dry now. country. Yeah. So oh, is they it? are a dry they, country. They are a dry country. A very right, so dry country. Let me rephrase that. Of Iraq. That, that's a dry uh, region of the entire world. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. And so if we drop it in, maybe it'll solve a lot of problems. Mm. Are you drinking mead? 
Is that what they mead? drink over there? Mead? No, well, I don't think I mean. so. Oh, I don't think they, they don't, don't drink wine. anything. Wine? Wine. Wine, wine, wine I think, ceremonial? is probably the no closest alcohol. thing they have yeah, to uh, No alcohol. Huh? Booze. It's against Muslim faith. No, no, no booze. <clears throat> I'm sorry. That's Hashish. Oh, hot. well, you can get hot. <laughs> hash and uh, cot. Opium. You can get opium cot. any day no, you no want. No opium. Cot. But they're allowed that? Cot, yeah. Three hots and a cot. No, cots, uh, K-A-T. Oh, that's a, that's it's, a prison uh, Something you would chew, kind of gets you no, stoned. Yeah, no. Is it like understand? tobacco, but like a higher nicotine content? I think it's, it's I've, I've heard it's more like uh, cocoa more, leaf, well, actually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's cool. Right. But like just a beer and it's not cool. No. Ah, all right. Yeah. Well. So what, what's next for Fire thank, Island? Thank what's, God we're uh, here on America. What's next for Fire Island? Mm. Um, well, we saw the rebranding, so I like I like that start. When did that when did that come over? That started um, just before I came on. So that like we, the all the products that you see with the new branding mm-hmm. are from the Bayshore Brewery. Cool. So, all right. So um, since you moved there, yeah. All right. Awesome. And so what what do we have coming up in the next uh, few weeks, months, years? Coming down the pike, you're going to yep. see a lot more canned products from us. So Isla del Fuego, Lighthouse Ale, uh, Red Wagon, Sea Salt. Um, I think traditionally we usually see them in bottle. I mean, yeah. that's where I've yep. seen them mostly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the distributors and stuff like that, so uh, stop and shop. I mean, mm-hmm. has them. So I, yeah, yeah definitely want to see. Um, yeah, so with, I like canned products. I really with, do. With great power comes great responsibility, <laughs> and with your own your own facility in Bayshore comes, you know, the responsibility to you know make as much sellable beer as possible. So what we want to <laughs> do is it's a good point. Uh-huh. Someone's got to pay the bills. Yeah, beer so better. We, you know, uh, one of our priorities was to kind of put more product out there that people are going to want to buy and we think that that product is going to be Red Wagon, Lighthouse, Sea Salt, Isla del Fuego Gotta in keep cans. the lights on, right? Yeah. Um, no, the, the, it's a, it definitely a solid lineup. You can keep the wit on too, right? Uh yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a little bit more seasonal. Okay. Um uh, I really like that. That was summertime surprisingly kind of cuz I Yeah, we've had a lot more success with that in the bot. Like oddly enough, like you look at the numbers and you see where things are doing well and like you know, draft wit hasn't been doing as well as bottled wit. So we're hmm. we're going to push the bottled thing, you know, if it, it's probably going to transition to cans, but okay. um yeah, at this point, I mean, we're you know, we're happy with was it the the four that have kind of been, you know, really, you know, kind of swinging for the fences for us. So uh, I think we're going to focus on those, focus on, um, you know, our on-premise presentation and just being being more present in bars that people go out in. So, um, you know, to your point, Meatball Shop in Farmingdale is definitely, you know, on our list of places that yeah. we want to be. Um yeah, the exposure alone. I yeah. mean, throughout the week and and the weekends is oh, God, uh, place, yeah. place on the weekends. I mean, I, it's yeah, crazy. It's, I mean, I've seen what I've seen what the place in Farmingdale can do. I've seen what the place in Patchogue can do, and mm-hmm. you know, there. We want to we want to collaborate with the. You know the restaurants that have that kind of a following, like Meatball Shop has a very significant following, and it's it's crazy. Like they're, I think they've been around longer than. Um, the meatball meatball place in in Manhattan, that whole chain thing. A meatball shop is in Manhattan. Meatball places Me- out here. Oh yeah, meatball. But it's either yeah. way. You know yeah, they've been in there for though. a long time. Yeah, you know, we always been asked that. Yeah, are we the same place? Yeah, no. We started out in Patchogue. Yeah. Um, I want to say five years ago, mm-hmm. four years ago, and they started doing oh. ridiculous business okay. out there in Patchogue. Yeah. yeah. And then they opened up um, 
in the August of 2016. Yeah. Uh, out here in Farmingdale, and uh, it's been great ever since. I yeah. Mean, so uh, yeah, basically constant flow of people. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm. Like basically, we want to we want to do what we can to help. You know, folks like Meatball Shop, Meatball Place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I know. sorry. I, 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 I do it too sometimes. Um. Yeah. We wanted. We want to just be there for. You know, for these places that are so ingrained in the community yeah. that. You know, we're. Like we know what we are. We're not a place that's going to. Um, you know, get you in for, you know, we're not doing we're not doing can launches where people are waiting four hours online for beer. We're, you know, we're doing something a little bit more low key. Yeah. You know, and and I think more of a backbone. Of, yeah. of the beer scene here on Long Island. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, like we, you know, um, Destination Unknown in Bayshore has had us on draft a few times. Um, Brewers Collective has had us on draft a few times. Taking two kegs, I don't know. <laughs> Whether anyway, they put it up there or not, or they just yeah, drag no. it in the back. It's, it's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah, and that you know that's important to us because you know those guys don't well, they, have the recognition. The kind of, yeah. yeah, and and they know. They yeah, but and, you know, for us, like we have a we have the ability to do, you know, a, a, a lager that takes a month. You know, th- those guys don't necessarily have that time. Correct. So, you know, when turn it, and burn for most of them. Yeah, it when really when we have to, or when they need something that kind of fills in. Uh, a spot on their lineup, be it Wit, be it you know Isla del Fuego, like yeah. we're happy to we're happy to go and support that line too. Like, you know, it means just as much to us when people are going and supporting Dubco and thusly supporting Fire Island by drinking that beer at Dubco. Right. Um, you know, it, that means just as much to us as a line at you know uh, Meatball or or wherever wherever else you want to go. You know, like. Yeah. Every you know every every little bit counts, and you know the fact that the bar and restaurant owners on the island have supported us the way they have is, you know, a really nice thing. So we're trying to kind of maintain that. As I go around, I, I notice there's a lot of restaurants that you know they'll have the New Belgium, they'll have the mm. you know Lagunitas and stuff like that, but then they'll also dedicate like three or four taps per session mm-hmm. for local. And yeah. I like how they do that. It really is um, against, like, uh, supporting both yeah. back and forth, the supporting local restaurants, the supporting local breweries. Yeah. That's what really makes it nice. And I, I like to go to a restaurant and have a nice local beer with local food. It just makes sense to me. Yeah. It's what they've been promoting for years in Newsday, so might as well freaking <laughs> fall in line and, and yeah. march to their drum. <laughs> I mean, you know, shout out to, like, you know, places like Hoptron and, and oh, absolutely, yeah. you know, Parlay and, and Tap and Barrel and The Lark. Like, you know, those are the guys that, that are, you know, really like, I mean, they they do go out of their way to bring in local product. Correct. And, you know, a lot of these I know people, someone that's going to be reopening and Groovin'. Get out. They're going to reopen it. Nice. I Boom. didn't. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I just got the word last week. And uh, I know the person that's going to be reopening it, and hopefully we can get them in. And that was one that was, in our opinion, one of the first to have mm-hmm. craft brewery, local craft too, yeah. on Long Island. Like I couldn't find anywhere else. I didn't realize they actually closed. I, yeah. I I had driven by there on the way home from Rockville Center the other day, and I was just like, "It's not popping." Those, like why are those? I I was yeah. like, "Oh, they must be like shooting a movie or like re." <laughs> revamping the inside. Yeah. I mean, I worked in a place where they shot movies every once in a while oh, yeah, yeah. and they put plastic garbage yep. bags up and it was 
they not, need their not own lighting. Not sketchy at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no it doesn't look uh, like a broken down place whatsoever. Everyone's not dealing drugs out of there. Yeah, but uh, no, that's good. To, that's really good. To yeah, hear. yeah, they uh, they got to bring that back. It's a staple on Long Island in regards to the craft beer scene, and I think that was one of the ones that really uh, pushed it forward to a lot of the initial people that got into it. Not to mention, you know, the foosball and all that stuff. But it was just that place. It mm-hmm. was that place that really supported um, craft beer and the movement. And this was going yeah. back to what. 2000, 2001, yep. and mm-hmm. they were doing it. So it was amazing. All right, uh, we're just going to wrap it up here. It's getting late. It's almost 11 o'clock, Pete. Yep. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we had uh, too much fun with Dan here. I think that was – and we're going to have to do a second Thanks for show, coming in. That was – Which is going to go another three hours, by the way. Thank you, know. I appreciate we, uh, you guys having me. Yeah, it's, dude, I, we really appreciate coming all the way out from Patrick. I didn't realize hey, it was all the way out there. I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I made you, I'm now everybody's feeling guilty. And no, no. I, I really do. I'm just calling uh, their moms and apologizing for <laughs> stuff they never did. You set the precedent. You set the bar. And hopefully uh, your presence here doesn't make this show um, blow up so much so that we can't slate you in for a second show. But I really want you back here. And we will have you back here um, in the next few months. And especially if you're going to have some releases, anything, yeah. communicate with us. Let yeah. us know. Um, whether you're on or not, we really want to, you know, keep supporting uh, Fire Island Brewing, and uh, we're going to probably try to do some road shows. So if we yeah. ever go to the brewery, we could do some shows there as well. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. again, if you the thing with the the beer shows, if you ever want to collaborate with that, we'll definitely be done with that, and we'll go from there, and hopefully uh, establish a nice little relationship with you and the local breweries around us. And that's really our point, right? And, and to drink beer. And to drink beer. And to drink beer. Well, and there's really that. that's probably like. Priority one, and then after that, it's everything else I just said. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like being in the military. It's like you know, <laughs> God country, but it's like yeah, we can swap uh, one beer, of those. Family. Oh no, family's way down at five. I mean, <laughs> we're we're gonna trail them along with Long us Island, anyway. Maybe I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We <laughs> what is that? Loyal to the soil. Yeah. Loyal and strong. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Dan. Yeah, we really do appreciate you coming in. Uh, folks, thanks a lot for listening in. This is The Work with Mike and Pete. Go to govsradio.com for all your replays. Visit us on our Instagram, The Word of Podcast, uh, spelled wart, pronounced wart, by the way. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We got it all now, Pete. I didn't even know We, what all we are is. social media whores. And also <laughs> uh, go on to <laughs> uh, Fire Island Brewing, I think. Uh, bre- beer. Fire Island Beer. Fire Island at Fire Island Beer. Fireislandbeer.com. On yes. Instagram, on Twitter. Follow them. Find out new releases, tasting room hours. Uh, take a trek out there, man. The, everything that we had tonight was delicious, and I'm yeah. anticipating on uh, drinking a lot more. Uh, like I said, I can attest to the wit. I'm going to look at my Ah, oh, yeah. When, you, when that comes out, you definitely got to let us For know sure. about that. That's Absolutely, something we got to yeah. know about. We'll come in. Forget about a show. We're just going to come in and hang yeah. out. Done. <laughs> Fine. That's there. awesome. All right. Dan, thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. Uh, We'll catch you guys uh, in a couple of weeks in regards to a show. And uh, remember, beer is beer is good, fucking awesome. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Pretty damn good. Yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) Good night. Good night. Well, that's two hours of your life that you'll never get back. Are you kidding me? Please hang up and try again. Govs Radio. I hope you're drunk enough.